The name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. No, I've <laughs> This never happened to the other fellow. I'm the money. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Well, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice train. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome once again to Double Oz 7, a James Bond podcast. One of the 78,633 James Bond podcasts on the internet. But ours is unique because our episodes apparently don't work when you actually want to download them. So that's just something that we like to try and be a little bit special. My name is Ben... And it was me, James. And I'm Colin, and this makes 78,634. I am a kite dancing in a hurricane, otherwise known as Noah Grove. And we're here to discuss Spectre, the trailer, Spectre? not the movie. Uh, Spectre. Uh, Spectre. We do not have a leaked version of the movie that we're here to discuss. We're taking a bit of a break away <laughs> from our analyses of all the James Bond movies to provide an analysis of the latest Spectre. Spectre. There we go, thank Spectre. you. Trailer. <laughs> Pause there. You, you set it up for well, me. I did. I almost missed Just it. Just a bit of a delay there, but whatever. Um, and a lot to talk about because uh, this is the first full-length trailer, of course, and um, outside of the two little teaser trailers we've had. And uh, I, for one got a little bit excited. I think a little bit of we came out getting to watch this because, uh, Colin, I don't know about you, but it gave me goosebumps. It did more than give me goosebumps. I full-fledged crap my pants watching this one. <laughs> this is awesome. I hope, I hope you were um, somewhere by yourself with a change of uh, underwear ready to go. First thing in the morning, it was, <laughs> it was one or the other. <laughs> I don't think I crapped myself, but a lot bit of we came out and... I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the best James Bond trailer ever in all 24 films. And I may even say, and I'd love if people could challenge me on this, the best film trailer ever released in the history of ever. And I'm not exaggerating on that. It was amazing. All right, let me pose this question then, and Colin might get into this because I know he's a Star Wars fan. This trailer yeah. versus the most oh. recent Star Wars Force Awakens trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like. I, I can't go against Star Wars as much as I love James Bond. I mean, uh, there's so no, much more in Star Wars. Trailer beats Come on. I, I'll also say, and again, this is no knock against the Spectre trailer. Uh, probably has more to. <laughs> probably has more to do with the fact that uh, I. You know, had read the book before and everything, but when the the Casino Royale trailer came out, I think my excitement uh, for that topped this, only because I was seeing stuff in that trailer that I'd read about for so many years. But this was fantastic. Now, uh, you've you've got to admit, and we're we're turning this into double Star Wars Oz Seven, um, <laughs> but just the the scene right at the end, see Han and Chewie has got a shit all over anything that just happened in this trailer. <laughs> Uh, that was amazing, but uh, ridiculous uh, saber handles oh. uh, lowers that just a little bit under the bar of Spectre. Um, I think it, this trailer was just amazing, and 
It, it was longer as well. There was so much packed in, and I was free-framing scenes and everything like that. Not not to diss the uh, Star Wars trailer, which I so can't wait for. Um, but yeah, I think this might be my favourite film trailer I ever released. I was just I watched it five times in a row. It was just amazing. Well, you sent it through to me. Um when I I was at work, uh, my paid profession, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't get paid for this. Hint, hint, anybody out there Lots wants to? Double offset. <laughs> <laughs> now available in fan packages. Um, but, yeah, uh, you said I was just nearly end of my shift, and um, I had to put the headphones in on my little cubicle, and um, I, I literally was smiling, um, which I think people were probably looking at me going, what the fuck's he smiling about? But, um, and it was 20 minutes after the release of it as well. You looked on the YouTube video 20 minutes ago, and in Australia, that was in the afternoon for us. So, Colin, you literally woke up to it? Yeah, and, I mean, we all knew that it was going to be coming. They announced, you know, it'll be the next day or this day. So I was kind of hoping, you know, me being about 15 hours behind you guys or uh, whatever, I was hoping I'd be able to see it first, but uh, <laughs> I kept checking throughout the day, kept checking throughout the night, nothing there. So I wake up in the morning and I see like 90 new messages from Ben and Noah. And I'm like, I immediately, I didn't even check the messages. I'm like, oh, Spectre trailer, I immediately turn on the TV and pull it up on YouTube. <laughs> and Oh, you watched it on full TV. We have that technology here in Canada. You have TVs in Canada. <laughs> we have yeah. TVs oh, that would have with made. YouTube. Good. I <laughs> well, I, I was I was thinking I just wanted to get in the car and go straight to the cinema and like I wanted to watch this. I just wanted to pay for a movie ticket just so I could watch this on the big screen. I'm like, what film can I see next? Because I need to see this. Well, you probably like could. When I saw the Star Wars on the big screen. It was like, oh. you probably could go and like buy a ticket and just wait. I mean, you know, you'd be there for about four months, but you know, it's up to you. No, I mean the trailer. Just even the trailer on the big screen. I was just like, oh, I want because I I saw the Star Wars theatrical trailer and it was just amazing. Even more so on the big projector. So, what movie was it? We seem to be talking about. We're at Star Wars at the moment, but I, <laughs> I remember when Episode One, tra- the Episode One trailer came out in the late nineties, like sort of ninety nine or end of ninety eight, whenever it was. What hope everyone? And of course, you know, YouTube and things like that weren't around back then, and everybody went and bought tickets to a movie because they showed the trailer and then they walked out before them. I can't remember what movie it was. I don't know, Colin, if you know. It was. Yeah, there was two of them. There was uh, the the siege with Denzel Washington uh-huh, yes. and the Water Boy with Adam Sandler. Oh, but you would stay and watch the Water Boy. Come on. No, I, the, the same thing happened with uh, episode two. I remember because they released three trailers like three weeks in a row, and I remember paying to see Monsters Inc. <laughs> and Harry Potter to see the trailers for Star Wars, and again seeing people walk out before them. Well, there you go, kids. See, kids listening to this, there was a day where you had to go to the movies to watch a trailer. I the most annoying know. thing, though, is that you'd, you'd watch it, you'd pay to see that, and then you'd come home and find out that they'd been airing it all over TV the whole afternoon. <laughs> oh, we know you're a Closet Inc. fan, Colin. <laughs> Don't hide. Mike Wazowski. I've never seen it. Really? That's another story. Oh, this is coming, another story. This is coming from the person who's ever seen The Lion King. But um, yes. anyway. But I've seen the Spectre trailer. How, how many times have you seen the Spectre trailer? Um, I... Oh, go, Colin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, Noah. Um, <laughs> 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 I 
I that think was Blofeld's kitten. <laughs> when I watched it, like, first thing in the morning, I think I watched it four times over the course of a half an hour as I was getting ready to leave. Uh, watched it uh, two more times throughout the afternoon. Watched it about four more times this morning, waking up. So uh, I haven't done the math yet. What's that, about ten times so far? Have you done anything else since it came out? <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first trailer. I watched the behind-the-scenes making of. <laughs> I watched the first trailer for The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Monsters Inc. <laughs> Monsters University. Yeah, um, as I... <laughs> and Waterboy. Um, as I said earlier, I watched it five times in a row the first time when you were in your cubicle watching it. <laughs> five times. Probably three times that night after that. Two maybe. Um, and the older ones as well, as Colin said. And I actually had the day off today, which was a bad day to have the day off, because I was not thinking of any other thing. I was listening to past theme songs, watching past intros, watching the old trailers, the production videos. This was a cruel day. It's like, come on, November. So I've probably seen the trailer 12 times or so right now. I'm looking at screen caps people have uploaded and theories and... uh, Reaction videos, which, can I just say, I hate those reaction videos where they watch it live. They're so fake. You, sh- you should watch mine then, so... <laughs> oh, did you upload a, a Spectre reaction? <laughs> I just want to do one where it's just the most boring thing ever, just like me literally sitting here going... But mm. that's what it would be in real life. It would just be you smiling, watching it, not... <laughs> like they are, yes. which... Stay tuned. We're going to have, uh, in, in oc- late October, early November, we are going to have a Double Oz 7 episode, which is our reaction to the entire film. <laughs> so you can just watch our faces for two hours and 15 minutes. And our listeners- ben, you, I knew your new GoPro would come Well, in. our new listenership base would be so big by then that people will not give a shit about going to watch Spectre. They'll give a shit about watching <laughs> us watching Spectre. And then what we yeah. will do, we will do a video reaction of somebody watching our video reaction to watching Spectre. Just sitting there going, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, about twelve. Did times you hear what Colin time. just said? Did you see the way no one looked at that? Oh my God, Colin's crapped himself again. <laughs> ben went to the bathroom. He's gonna miss it. Noah just scratched yeah. his finger. <gasps> But, yeah, 12 times for me, roughly. What about you, Ben? Uh, I think about probably six. <laughs> You're fine. I, 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 often, I often have to do things um, during the day um, to get paid. <laughs> but um... Oh, yeah, we, we're not all as busy as Ben Water works. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have all the time in the world. <laughs> hey, Ooh, I like lazy, that. I like it. lazy I like reference. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, but, you know, look, I, I, well, I will say that, um, and I will not... Um, say how I managed to do so because uh, a good journalist never reveals his sources, although a bad journalist does. Um, and I downloaded it, uh, <laughs> but, so I, I can watch it right now without using my bandwidth usage. So suck on that, Ooh. people. Is that going to be in Q's new lab? Um, <laughs> yes. Here, Bond, you can download the trailer now. I, I mean. I guess we're going to talk about bits we liked and we can go over certain sections of it and everything like that. Um, um, every. every little bit of it. I mean, you know, we start off with Mexico and the Halloween party, or the Day of the Dead, I should say. But um, I was getting live and let die flashback straight away yeah. from this. Um, I think I saw Paul McCartney in the crowd. Thunderball. 
Thunderball, Moonraker 2. Dino the Day. Hey, there is... started already. Look, look, look. In my defense, there is one moment in the trailer which straight away, Dino another Day leapt out at me. And I can jump into that now or we can wait till we get to that part. But... Uh, let's just get it over and done with, because we need to get yeah. this crap out of All here. All right, he's, so. he's in the lab. Q, Bent now. Q gets the car out. He's, you know, zero to 60 in oh, whatever right. it was. He was in the Q lab that's in every film. And then, you know, the, very there's one today. more thing you could do for me. What's that? I need you to make me disappear. I'm like, invisible car! Die another I day! Know, I, <laughs> shit, you're really stretching things. <laughs> I'll call him well, went there, too. Yeah, but... When I heard that, I'm like, oh, no, they're not going to do that, are they? <laughs> and Madonna's going to be in it, too. <laughs> She's going to return same character from before. I don't like cop fights. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, anyway. Um... Right, there's our die another day. <laughs> Look at how quickly we moved off of that one. Uh, can we have our die another day count music? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, anyway, Colin, um, the Day of the Dead, all the skulls and shit. <laughs> yeah, well, this is something we've seen so many times. Like like you said, the live and let die, but Moonraker had this, and Thunderball had this with the, the, the Mardi Gras or, or uh, Junkanoo or whatever it is. This is classic Bond, and the whole trailer is full of moments like that, where if you're watching it, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember something like this in another Bond movie. This trailer almost plays out, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but this trailer plays out like the proper way they should have done it another day. <laughs> so there's a lot of classic references, but it still has its relevant story that's plausible. Yeah, I think this scene, didn't it just look really nice? The colours and everything, compared to the rest of the film, which is quite dull. Like, not the trailer or what's happening, but, like, the colours of the rest of the film. You're in the snow, it's very dark. This scene was very bright and colourful, full of life, which is ironic. Day of the Dead festival, but I, I got major live and let die vibes. But this is the pre-title sequence. I don't think that's a spoiler, because they've already announced it. But, yeah, this is the pre-title sequence, and I think it's going to make a great little ten-minute, five-minute movie at the start of this film. Just based on what we saw there. And, of course, we're in Mexico. Um, first time. Yes, I was going to say, is that the first time? And uh, I didn't see anybody get beheaded. So, um, must have <laughs> cleared the streets up for the filming, perhaps. But I, I love the um, the shot of Bond when he's on the roof. And they've kind of got that the shot that goes over his shoulder. And you see what's going on in the, the window. And then they cut. And then you see Bond blowing the crap out of it. And then he has his lovely little taking an overdue holiday line which well, um i have a question about that because i i wondered whether that was bond blowing it up or not and if you look closely enough uh you know freeze framing the trailer which is what people like us do with our days um <laughs> it looks like the building explodes from the inside the explosion uh, you're not one of those 9-11 there <laughs> <laughs> was a pre day of the dead explosion was an inside job people <laughs> <laughs> no one was beheaded on the scene. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, it's a good point, actually. I mean, it. I'm sort of kind of slowly looking well, at it now, and you could be I, right. I kind of had a theory on this scene as well. Um, 
the kind of official synopsis for Monica Bellucci's character, who looked amazing, can I add? Um, mm-hmm. And Leia Seydoux, oh, <laughs> I am a fan already. I've never seen anything else she's done, I don't think. But Neither has I'm anybody a fan. else. <laughs> yes. Um, Mission Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about those movies on the James Bond podcast. Yeah, don't make me do the theme song again. <laughs> we could talk about Waterboy, but not Mission Impossible. That's the one. That's the real one. That's not Beverly Hills. So her kind of synopsis is she's coming after Bond because he killed her husband, who was an assassin or something like that. So my kind of theory was... I guess she's playing a Mexican-type character, perhaps, and was that her husband that Bond kills in the pre-title sequence, and that will lead into the main film. I just I just want to quickly point out one thing, just really quickly. We're talking about Leia Seydoux, or whatever her name is. Yeah. I've just actually discovered I have, I have a movie with her in it, and it's going to come across as really creepy, but I don't give two shits, because it is a good movie. Um, there's like a French movie about lesbians. That's the only way I can really describe it. And she's one of the lesbians in it. And <laughs> where do I buy? We it? see a lot of Leia Sado in that movie, and none of it is acting. Let me just leave it there, Noah. <laughs> so when are you from free the to basement tapes? <laughs> the basement tapes of Ben Waterworth. <laughs> yes, I've just got constant. Cameras with layers. Can we refer to her as Princess Leia from now on? <laughs> the French Princess Leia. <laughs> but yeah, Monica Bellucci's husband. Well, not the actor of the character. So, so you're you're saying that that's who gets blown up? Yeah. Well, that's the first mini mission, I guess, is what I thought would be Bond killing her husband. And obviously, it wasn't an MI6 mission, as we'll touch on later, because M is what you're getting, doing. Get, getting kind of in trouble, yeah, with, with the boss. So I wonder what ties him to Mexico that's not official MI6 business. So, well, it could be the case if Colin's right, then if there's a bomb, um, it, you know, could be made to be seen that Bond did it, but, of course, he was going to, but then it blew up before he could get the shot away or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds more confusing than dying. Bond the frame. Nothing was confusing about dying the other day. They had a freaking laser that wanted to destroy the demilitarized zone. <laughs> it's not that hard, Noah. Wait, um, Monica Bellucci's character is Lucia Schiara, who I'm guessing is Italian, and that car chase was in Rome. So maybe it wasn't her husband, or her husband was in Mexico. But I don't know theories uh, on what sure is happening. Husband in getting a plane? Like, I mean, you know. He- Probably has money. Well, if he's killed in Mexico, can he really get on a plane, Ben? Well, if he's in a coffin, like they had to travel back to the country of to bury. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but what are our theories on the whole Mexico scene? Well, he's having a holiday, and he's. I mean, he's obviously there for some sort of something. I mean, he's. You can't see James Bond chilling in costume like that, walking down the street. Like, you know, it's not. The James Bond person. Then I think the holiday joke was on. I know that, Noah. Just shush. Um, I really believed he was on a holiday. Like he needs a holiday, James. Like he doesn't get away much. But um, I don't know. I it we I I have no theories. I am going to hand that over to Colin. 
Well, I don't have any theories on what's going on in Mexico. Uh, I don't think that the uh, um, the characters, the the Skiara characters, are going to be related just because there is that funeral scene that we see later on, um, where you do see Monica Bellucci in the the funeral, but you also see Blofeld there. It looks like in one of the other shots. So I would assume they're not going to introduce. Right, Colin, I think we should drop. refer to him as Bofeld. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we, we can't call him Bofeld yet. F-A-U-S, Bofeld. <laughs> Bofeld. Because we, we don't know for sure just yet. There but, also yeah, is I think... another... We should just you know go. there is another character that they've announced, uh, uh, a fourth Bond girl, if you want to call it, named Estrella, who's going to be in the movie. And uh, that they're really overcompensating for Skyfall, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah have another one. <laughs> We're sorry. But th- there's not much that's been released about this character, but I would assume from what we do see that she will be in the Mexico sequence. Um, so I, it's, it's possible that the majority of that Mexico sequence is just bond on some... Oh, there is one more thing I want to bring up. Sam Mendes did say in one of the you know interviews he's done or making ofs that in this movie bond is already on the mission as the movie starts so this is gonna be more like honor majesty's <laughs> service so i'm guessing that bond is pursuing somebody and that it does have connections so i think that uh this mexico sequence probably will be tied to later in the movie but we just don't know how is Estrella going to play Blofeld's pussy? <laughs> Blofeld's what? Pussy, the cat. Oh, because there was no cat in the trailer. I swear, I heard is Estrella going to play Blofeld's bosom? <laughs> <laughs> but I think what you said was first, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I just one thing I've really always wanted for James Bond the new films, is a pre-title sequence that has zero relation to anything else in the film. Like the good old days where, you know, Bond has got a seagull hat and takes off his wetsuit and blowing up some Mexican gangsters or something. Like, um, and they're doing some Breaking Bad-style justice. Yeah, it's just a head always, on a connected, <laughs> always connected nowadays. And I just want a mission, and then when the film starts, it's... Bond going to M, but it doesn't look like it's going to be completely like that. I think it's going to have some ties to the rest of the film. Am I the only one weirded out by M being a man again? Weirded out? Like... <laughs> I don't know, like, you, you're so used to Judy Dench, and she's gone! Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Like, they, I wouldn't they got progressive. I wouldn't weirded out, but this is probably a good time to talk about this, um, is in this trailer, and I'm kind of upset about it, you see M fighting people it's like i know that we've finally got someone who isn't a 90 year old woman um <laughs> playing m but Although, just because it's a man does do we have to have him fighting people like i was hoping like at the end of skyfall we had the padded doors and um like the old office and it's like all right here's m but it looks like he's going to be in the action and that as well and that's one of the very small things that annoyed me about the trailer and this film. Right? So we don't want to action M. We want to M who just sits on his bum all day. 
Yes, I was really hoping it's like back to basics of him. Like he can still be in the film a lot. I mean, Ralph Fiennes, I want him in the film, but I, I didn't like that bit of the trailer where M is fighting people. I'm not sure if I'm the only well, one. Well, well, M likes to go to Tokyo with James, so like he <laughs> does stuff that way. And we know that Ray Fiennes likes to fly Qantas and meet up with Qantas staff. But um, yeah, well, I guess I yeah I agree because like M. Is a character where I, I mean I liked how they kind of with Judy Dench got her a little bit more involved. Um, I mean it wasn't just in Skyfall. Obviously we had in World is Not Enough that she was a big part of the plot there as well. But um, I guess they're they're moving forward with what they try to do with the character, and rather than just literally having them behind the desk the whole time, involving it a little bit more so in the in the James Bond story. But um, I, I like your point where you said, oh, it's just because he's a man he can fight. Like, we get Judy Dench, you know. I'd like to see Judy Dench whacking some people. I yeah. reckon Judy Dench probably could have killed a few of the James Bond henchmen over the years. Like. <laughs> well, we've also had many male M's before who didn't fight. Uh, so I don't think that was exclusive thing just to Judy Dench. But <laughs> you also have to think, like, the reaction to, to M fighting, I... I the first time I saw it, I was with you, Noah. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know, is it really any different than what we have been seeing so far with these Daniel Craig movies and M's involvement? It looks like it could be, you know, one of the their own agents who's turned and he's having to fight him off. Oh, yeah, we'll touch, touch on that. Yeah, touch on that. <laughs> it's it's not really that much different than the opening of Quantum where uh, we saw the, the agent turn. It's just that M happens to be fighting back. It's probably going to be a short thing, but you have to think, were people a little bit thrown off in Moonraker where M was, for part of the movie, suddenly on the mission with Bond? Were people thrown off? I remember being slightly thrown off in The World Is Not Enough where the plot is revolving around M and M's involved in, you know, these uh, kidnappings and everything. So it's just sort of the progression of M. And I think by the time, even if we do see him in action, by the time the movie's over, people are just going to be over it. I think that's probably a good lesson. Um, if you fought back, Judy, you probably wouldn't be dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> she was old. <laughs> yeah, she actually died of old age in Skyfall. It wasn't anything else. <laughs> well, um, it's probably also a good time to talk about this as well now that we're on topic. Is In Skyfall, I was not a huge fan of Naomi Harris as Money Penny. Nothing to do with her skin colour. It had to do with Money Penny fighting. I know it was like an origin story, but Money Penny's an agent. She's out there. And I'm like, oh, give me a break. No. And then at the end of the movie, I'm like, she's not going to be able to pull this off. They're not going to have her sit on the seat the whole time. She's going to be out there next film. And I was very happy with what we saw in this. I've, I've definitely turned around on Naomi Harris on multiple rewatches, but I think just in this little bit of the trailer, she did a great job of being Moneypenny, really, in the office and kind of being the guide for James, which is the opposite of M, who's out fighting now. So I guess it ties in with that as well, but I think she's going to do a really good job. Yeah, I, I like I like Moneypenny as she was, and again, same, nothing to do with skin colour. You know, um, Naomi is a great actress, but... I think it would... Sorry. Would it not make more sense... Like, we're talking about M fighting. Like, 
I'd like to have Money Penny be a former agent turned secretary. Like, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be better for her to be like a secretary who? <laughs> look good on the resume. Yeah, like when you say it like that. Like, wouldn't it be better for her to be a secretary? And then, hey, I've got a hidden talent for you know kicking ass. Like, I don't know. I, but I guess it's she was looking. For- it's just these again modern Bond films and. They're, you know, they've rebooted it with the Casino Royale and they're, they're exploring different ways of, of these characters. You know, I mean, is Q really a young, geeky-looking guy with curly hair that women actually probably think is hot? Or is it Desmond Llewellyn? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah. I, well, women didn't I, think Desmond Llewellyn was hot? <laughs> well, I mean, the guy looked old when he was in his first movie, so... Desmond, if you fought back, uh, oh, I'll leave that there, sorry. Hey, for, hey, he just went down an elevator, all right? Uncalled for. Bring back John Cleese. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it it's going to be fascinating, the development of how they keep that up, because, yeah, like, for, to be an agent and then to go to be a... Like, if, if M's fighting, does that mean Money Penny gets to continue to fight? <laughs> Yeah, come on, Tanner, have a fight. Get back to my office, bitch, and type me a letter. <laughs> I, I'm i going to say I, I'm not thinking that much on the whole thing of her in the field before, although I really had convinced myself, despite what everybody had said, that she wasn't Money Penny in, in Skyfall. So when they did do the reveal, it was kind of a nice surprise, but then it, there was that thing was like, well, does Money Penny shoot people or... Does Money Penny shoot Bond? You know, like it was yeah. a little bit unusual. Again, that's just one of those things. Like we're saying with the progression of M, I'm guessing from the way that Naomi Harris has described her character in this movie that it's not necessarily just going to be a secretary. That she's going to be more along the lines of I don't even know if you'd call her an assistant or she's going to have more like Tanner's duties in in this movie. She'll probably be more of somebody who's under M, but still working in intelligence. Yeah. That's what would be my guess. So, so, so Rafe and I will say, like, money, Penny? like you said, Noah, in this trailer, <laughs> like I'm completely sold on her. I think that she's going to nail. I, she'll probably go on to become next. Nobody can ever top Lois Maxwell, but she'll probably go on to become the other yeah, great Money Penny. I think a lot of her scenes, and this is just from the trailer. She kind of seems like Captain Exposition, like just to get from one scene to the next scene. But that's kind of what Money Penny uses. So and she's provided... flirty, though. She's still flirty, even though yeah, she's, she's delivering flirty, the yeah. position. So, providing she she does her job, um, as she flirts, she's the exposition, I don't mind if she's involved heavily in the plot. I just don't want her fighting, because... It just kind of would reverse everything. I love how we're talking so much about who is fighting the inspector. <laughs> well, basically, the trailer's almost like who isn't fighting. Like I didn't, I didn't see Q having a punch or anything. Like, so um, yeah, as long as she doesn't fight, because that would reverse everything that happened at the end of Skyfall and through through Skyfall. But I, I hope she does have a, a bit of involvement within the plot, and she will because she's a well-known actor. They won't reduce her to Lois. Um, hey. Two minutes per scene. Of well, Lois, if you acted better, maybe you would have been in it. Well, no, I'm joking. She was awesome. Well, but, Samantha Bond yeah, I think, is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, if only that Dino of the Day scene was real. You brought it up, not um, me. 
<laughs> Thanks, Noah. <laughs> I like. The... But yeah, yeah, I I loved her in this trailer. Though. Well, I like I the scene she... just before we see her in the trailer. Where is Bond walking? Is that meant to be MI six, or is he walking through like a bank or something? When everyone's like looking at him. Airbus yeah, six, because he's back. Like <laughs> might be at a bank. Um, I don't know. Like, is it just because maybe he'll go in there? Um, is your clock correct? <laughs> <laughs> Russian clocks are always going to bank. No wonder it was all blown up. Still. But I don't know. Just the way he sort of he's got that strut as he strolls through those halls, and there's that lady on a phone who's like. And um, that was Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's been reduced to the bank. <laughs> Which bank? Uh, <laughs> that joke only works if you're an Australian and you know our advertising campaigns. Um, but then we get that, <laughs> and even then, I didn't know. We, come on, you don't. Oh, Jesus. Um, but then we get. Uh, I, I thought I mentioned in the chat in our little Facebook chat. I said I like the subtle humour, and you're like, there was subtle humour in the trailer. I like the the line I was talking about. I don't think I obviously got it right what I was saying. Like, we were talking about the taking an overdue holiday line. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to get a bit of this. And then that was like the only slight <laughs> bit of anything we got in it. Because then we get him in the Q lab. And, uh, you know, back to the good old days of Bond gets his mission and goes into the Q lab with the car with uh, plenty of surprises that uh, sort of tease that. And we're back to the Aston Martin, are we? DB10. DB10. And uh, the it is, is it invisible? Uh, is that a teaser? No. <laughs> let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> the, the one thing I want to say on the whole humor thing is that there is, even though there's not that many one-liners or jokes in this, the trailer has a lighter tone to it, and it does have a more fun tone. And it is funny because I, I was asking my brother yesterday if he saw the trailer. Like he he's seen all the Bond movies. You know, he's a fan, not necessarily like a mega fan, but he is a fan and. His reaction was, he said, yeah, I found the trailer underwhelming. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> what do you think? But he said the trailer was lacking. Well, he said the trailer was lacking intensity that the first one had. And I thought, well, the first one was very kind of ominous and intense. And this one was more fun and entertaining. And he said, well, I don't know which one we're going to expect to get with the movie. And I'm like, well, we're probably going to get both. They're just shit two sides of the movie. But, yeah, I, I see, definitely see what he's saying and what you're saying, but there was one scene in this where I was feeling very tense and then I was like, this is only the trailer, so how am I going to last in the film? And is that the, the scene with the, the boardroom meeting? Yeah, like, we, we, we'll touch more in depth with that, but, yeah, you're right, it is that boardroom scene, and I was like, oh! <laughs> like, I was feeling very, as Ben said earlier, goosebumps and, like... Uh, so I thought that was the most intense thing we've seen out of all three of the trailers, but that's just my opinion anyway. I like the the shot when we sort of got the cutaway when before Bond is saying, you know, make me disappear, and we've got the cars going up the banks alongside the river. Do we know where that is? Is that that's not Los Angeles, is it? I'm sure there's other cities that have those those. Oh, Rome. So it is it is it Rome? Well. When I watched the kind of video thing, it seemed like they were doing it on a... Not a blue screen or anything like that, but they were shooting it. Like, they they planted that ramp there to film it on. Well, but yeah. the actual car chase takes place in Rome. Okay, okay. well, I just want to check, because I, I know LA has very famous, uh, like, the sewer bits with the sloped... Hashtag Greece. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, well, I like um, that scene. I like I love the the shot of those cars that, that go around those like the boulders 
and they're they're being chased. I mean, it looks as though anytime you can get pipeline. Well, what, what what do we call those things? We keep kind of what are those? What things? the tunnels or what are you talking about? Yeah, like those lifty things on the side of the embankments, sort of um... embankments. Yeah. yeah. Anytime you've got one of them, it's going to be a good film. I think Bond's just trying out for the Indy 500, let's be honest. like. But um, we shouldn't jump too far ahead. I think we need to talk about the lab scene more in depth. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's when Ben started. Yeah, I did, but I'm just I'm, I'm not jumping in because they, they cut away to that as he's in the... As he's in the lab, because that's when Q's giving him the whole. Come on, no, you've seen this trailer more than I have. <laughs> uh, because yeah, I mean, obviously later on when we see a little bit more of it, when uh, he puts on the turbos and turns into Fast and the Furious. But we'll get into that. But um, I love the look on Bond's face when the car's coming out, and he's kind of just the look he's got. He's like, "I'm going to get laid in this car." <laughs> is that is that uh, a play on words of Leia Sadie? <laughs> and we get the we, if, if only that was her character name. <laughs> we yes, we will get and we, Leia. We get the Daniel Craig. What do you call his walk? Is it the swagger walk? Yeah, he's got that very distinct style, doesn't he? With his like yeah, his right swagger. arm that sort of is it the Daniel Craig swagger? W- let's call yeah. it that. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking Secret about. Swagger. Like he's just got this style about him. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to say with the, the Q scene, again, it looks like we're in the same underground kind of hidden MI6 from Skyfall still, uh, which I was really happy about because I loved the change in locations in Skyfall. MI6 was always kind of just in an office building. You know, in the old movies, you, you had M's office and the Q lab was just sort of concrete walls everywhere and this is that that hidden one from Skyfall, which I always thought was cool. That Bond kind of gets his own underground lair, so I'm happy that they're returning there. It looks like. I'm just, as we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of old school elements. That's what I wanted for Spectre. Skyfall was great, but I, at the end of Skyfall, it's like it kind of was setting up. It's like, all right, that's your prequel kind of reboot prequel. Now we're getting into the proper stuff. And I feel like it's not going to be that, but we are on the right step. And I love that we're getting a money penny scene and then we're getting a proper Q lab scene. We kind of had it in Skyfall, but uh, it looks like a bloody big ship. And you had him in the <laughs> art gallery, which was funny. But, um, but can we talk about that little twerp playing Q? I was going to ask that. Do we like Wishaw? Do we like Ben Wishaw? <laughs> I try to be nice and try to be accepting. I've come around on Money Penny. Screw this film. <laughs> so, oh, we don't. Well, you've seen him in one movie and one trailer. <laughs> he's in. Um, and he's in Cloud Atlas, which I saw Lazenby in one film. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all you need to see him, right? Noah. like, I mean, come on now, don't even joke about <laughs> it. Um, have you? Have either of you seen Cloud Atlas? No, no, it's. I mean, it didn't get very good reviews, and it goes for about seven hours. But it's it's <laughs> it's made by the Wachowski brothers, and I know they haven't really made anything good since the first Matrix movie. But like, it's 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 really it's a hard movie to explain because it's just it's so it's set over all these different periods and it's all interlocked and it's got like Tom Hanks, Halle Berry, Hugh Grant who plays like serious actors and anyway it's a really really good movie and that's the only ever thing i've ever seen ben wishore in um apparently i'm just reading here he was the voice of paddington bear in the 2014 <laughs> film paddington uh, <laughs> well going back 
going back about 10 years, there uh, was, there were, well, I guess two movies that uh, he was in with Daniel Craig that both came out around the time of the casting. Uh, the first one, and again, I don't, I remember both of these movies. I don't remember him from it. The first one was called Enduring Love, which was kind of a, a thriller movie that was really good. The second one, Layer Cake, would be a really interesting one to rewatch now because it was the last movie Daniel Craig made before he was cast as Bond. Maybe and, we'll do an episode. Isn't that kind well, of like in, a spy thrillery type thing? Well, it's like they're criminals, but it's kind of like he's playing criminal Bond, and it's almost like Daniel Craig's audition for it. Now, I, ha I don't remember, it was 10 years ago when I saw the movie, but I remember at the time, I, I was already a fan of Daniel Craig, watching it, thinking like, yeah, now I could see him as James Bond, but uh, Ben Whishaw's in that movie too, so it'd be interesting to go back and watch, uh, see if he has these appearances with Daniel Craig in those prior two movies. One, I just don't think he has any charisma, and as Ben kind of alluded to, they try and make him the geeky guy, when I'm sure girls are like, oh, he's really hot, like... Typical Hollywood kind of thing, but one of the major things that got me, and I don't want to sound too controversial here, but I think Naomi Harris is a great actress, but I feel like big part of the reason why she was cast was to have a black actress. It would be more of a surprise that it was Money Penny. It would hide it more. I don't know if I'm wrong in thinking that and that's not what they actually had in mind but I think that was a big part in her casting and it's kind of like let's make everything different we had Q as the oldest character in the series now we're going to have him as the youngest character in the series and well, it was just it does, it's so Hollywood it, and so ugh. you know it does make sense though with Q I mean are you going to have an old man with all this technology now I mean yeah, you'll have Steve Jobs, but in all honesty, <laughs> Steve Jobs sat behind a desk for most of his life. I mean, well, he wasn't Steve, there if you building back. Um, well, if Steve <laughs> had have just sorry. gotten up and fought a little bit, maybe he'd still be sorry. up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, it, it completely makes sense. You know, often you get these characters and they'll reboot it and they'll give the explanation behind it and say, well, this was for modern times for this reason. With Q, it completely makes sense. And when you do hear the explanations... I honestly can't think of any other way that they could cast Q. And there are moments where I felt like he maybe did lack some charisma and it was a different interpretation. We didn't really get the classic rapport with him in Skyfall. I think we are going to get that in this one. A couple yeah. of moments, especially during the... when he realizes in Skyfall that, you know, Silva uh, had kind of played him, we got a little bit more energy from him, and I did like him in those scenes. So I'm I'm optimistic about him still. I'm not totally sold on him, but I'm optimistic. I Yeah, I really don't like him, but I do agree. I think he will have some good in this film, and I think they're going to utilize, utilize him a lot more and give him a proper lab scene, and I hope he does. This is a, a car that with modification, like does a classic Desmond Llewellyn with his own take. I hope they bring that back with some jokes and do pay attention, Daniel Craig. Like, yeah. bring that kind of stuff. You're gonna back. call him Daniel Craig? Yes. In the movie. <laughs> yeah, then I really won't like him if he can't even get double <laughs> seven. Um, the other thing, I didn't, I didn't notice it in my first few watches, but screen grabs. They're working on the DB5 from Skyfall in the background. I'm not sure if you two picked up on that, and that was pretty awesome. No, didn't notice that. I, um, yeah, I agree kind of with Colin said. I guess it does make sense a lot that, particularly in this day and age, it's so computerised and all the technology we have to kind of have someone younger. Um, but 
Yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm indifferent on him because kind of going back to what I was saying, like to me, it's he's, he's just being cast because, like, you know, geek is the new sexy now. Like, you know, it's it's Geeky. Yeah, it's it's so well established that geeks are sexy pretty much, and like. He's been cast clearly. I feel for that, and not to take away from Desmond Llewellyn, like you know, I'm sure he had one. Desmond Llewellyn was sexy as well. But um, <laughs> I, one thing, and this is this, I'm not, you know, pointing this out. Well, Desmond, if you only put deodorant <laughs> on, <laughs> I, I'm not pointing this out to say anything. I just, I literally discovered this, and I think it's great. Um, the the uh, Ben's actually gay. I didn't realize that, so I don't know how many openly gay actors we've had in major roles in James Bond films before. So. Do you think that will play into the films at all, or they won't even touch Well, look, I mean, they're progressive. Uh, I guess they're, they're moving with the time. We had a female M. We've got, a, you know, an African-American. Well, actually, and a black. Bond I touching say, on something that may have happened when he was talking to Silver. So. I, I can say a black money penny because she's not American. So, um, yes. Uh, and Well, I don't... I, is she even African? Well, exactly. Well, she, I mean, she's black. I'm not... Anyway, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, so, I mean, could we have a a gay character when we good good on him would be good Q, I mean, might be gay in order for that they would have to kind of get into his personal life and i mean even with m as involved as m's been the closest we've seen to m's personal life is her putting face cream on <laughs> you know so <laughs> i don't think we're ever going to see we went like, to uh, her apartment. what a great yeah, scene like, that what does was you do when he's not working you know how does he spend his evenings like we've seen uh <laughs> M's husband at one point, didn't we? I swear we did. Was that uh, in Casino Royale? Yeah, or didn't Sky get yeah. woken up or something in the middle of the night? Yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Typical grumpy waking up husband. <laughs> um, yeah. But one thing I'd like to touch on, and I'll let you guys speak first, but I've definitely got some thoughts on this. Uh, the whole disappear line, because I think that was a big highlighted part of the trailer, and you touched on it then, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Well, it's, I, it sets it up obviously for Bond to go back and you know sort his roots out and go on his little. Um, <laughs> does that sound wrong? He's <laughs> revisiting Sylvia Trench after yeah. all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorting his roots out, listening to from Russia and Love on the radio and slapping her on the ass. Um, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it sets it up and. It's going to be interesting to see how that happens because I mean we've, we seem to have a lot of Bond movies now though where it's like Bond's off the grid. Like Bond is the new Jack Bauer. Like he's never just working for the company anymore. He's always going to be not working for them or working without permission. Um, but yeah, I it's going to be fascinating to see how they do that. And we've got young, sexy, geeky Q who will what like erase his fingerprints and like you know give him a you know fake. Passport. We're going to have uh, universal exports again. Is he? I swear, Bond fil- dies in every film. That yeah. How many times has Bond? You only live seven times, <laughs> Mister Bond. <laughs> He's a cat. He has nine lives. All right, like. <laughs> I, I, and, and then the day comes when James Bond actually dies. We're going to be like, ah, oh, no, bullshit. Whatever. Get on with it. You only live eight, <laughs> Mister Bond. Mister Bond. I'm... I'm kind of with you that I'm over Bond as the rogue agent. You know, it's been done so many times recently. I mean, if you go back over all the movies, whether it be him rogue from the organization or kind of playing like world is not enough. He was sort of, you know, pretending to be dead near the end of the movie and just going on his own. Die another day, obviously. Uh, I'm sorry for mentioning. <laughs> I was about to say that. He literally died. <laughs> he died another day. He stopped his heart. Yeah. 
Quantum of Solace, Skyfall. I mean, the, the only time we've seen him since, I guess, Tomorrow Never Dies. So we're going on nearly 20 years. The only time we've seen him just as an agent on the mission <laughs> the entire movie was Casino Royale. I would like to see him kind of stick with his job for the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to sound so negative because, as I said, this was like the best James Bond trailer ever and it looks like it's easily going to be a top 10 film just based on the trailer. So I only talk about the negatives because I love it and I want it to be something I love. Um, but I'm growing so sick of this off-the-grid type thing. Like, why can't Spectre be involved with MI6? That's what Spectre is. They're, they're controlling everything. Like, Spectre isn't James Bond. They're not getting special counter-terrorism, revenge, extortion just on James Bond. It's on MI6 and the world. And I'm over this off-the-grid dying thing, like, and then him getting in trouble with M, and then M coming around, and let, let's just have the mission, and then he's on a mission, and he uncovers this whole Spectre business. Like, why can't it's, we do that? It's kind of the old stereotype of, like, the 70s, 80s cop movies, yeah. where, you know, <laughs> they, they go to the, the, the chief's office, like, go all off right, you're off the case, give me your badge. Give me your badge and your gun. You're off the case, Bond. <laughs> I don't need no badge to solve a case. <laughs> but uh, let's be honest here. Well, it's, uh, it's funny you say that, Colin, because 1989, License to Kill. Hey, <laughs> yes. uh, I'm giving you uh, my, up my License to Kill. This isn't a country club, 007. <laughs> which was the classic 80s uh, bad cop film ripoff. So it's funny you say that. And any excuse to get the uh, line of the movie in <laughs> the title of the movie into some... Any, any excuse to have... Um, but let's be all let's be honest here. I mean, Spectre's still very pissed off that he killed uh, Doctor No. So (laughs) (laughs) that's all part of this. They love Doctor No. They have not had a. You were the author of Doctor No's pain. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I like that... He was our friend. The, the shot after he says the whole, make me disappear, and you get that lovely shot of him driving through the snow, and then we get Eminem-style James Bond walking with his hoodie, uh, his uh, beanie on, and he's, you know, through the snow. It's very Eight Mile style before he goes into the old uh, ransacked building, the uh, the broken window, and we get a shot of the ring. And then, of course, we Whoa. see a bit of a disheveled uh, Mr. White. Before we talk about Mr. White, we can't skip over the revelation of one of the many gadgets we're probably going to see in this movie, like the the turbo boost of Bond's car. We have to mention the that. Fast and Furious cool boost, the that? Nitro. The Nitro, yes. <laughs> How cool was that? Like we get to see yeah. James Bond in a rocket car. <laughs> Moonraker two coming Moon soon. Moonraker was silly. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of good car shots in there. There's like. I don't think it's an ode to View to a Kill, but I'll just pretend it is. There's a bit where Bond hits into another car and takes the top of the car off. Um, I'm going to just say it's a View to a Kill tribute. And there's a lot of good things with Mr. Hinks chasing Bond through Rome, which is going could go down as one of the greatest car chases in all of Bond. But yeah, I'm excited for that too. I, I think any Bond gadget being brought back is... Is great because I mean that's a big detractor for the Daniel Craig era is that we don't have these uh, gadgets. gadgets and um, I think a lot of people complained for a while that they got too gadgety but you know like some of the Bond films are just so well known just for their unique 
gadgets and um, you know, I mean, we all grew up uh, on Pierce Brosnan films and the gadgets I had in there. But I mean, of course, it was just it's spread out throughout the entire Bond uh, series. And I, I hope that we see a, a large collection of uh, gadgets uh, return for Spectre. Like the radio? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we haven't had a good radio in a while. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Mr. White. <laughs> Mr. White. Mr. Mr. White's... Unabomber cabin. <laughs> and he's looking full Unabomber in this too. Like, I love that. It's like the Osama bin Laden. I don't, I don't want to spoil any uh, thing for, for Breaking Bad, but I was just hoping another Mr. White was right next to him in this cabin in the woods. Say so, my name. Yeah, two Mr. White's <laughs> hiding away in cabins in Snowwoods. Um, oh. So, disappointed we didn't see old Walt. Now, if Mr. White had have just fought back, then he wouldn't be laying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyways, Mr. White um, You know, the, the big reveal Mr. White, I mean, we all knew he was going to be in it anyway So it's not really a big reveal But we we get the ring With the logo on it um, is, is this like the one ring to rule them all? Like does he have to take this now To the hills of Spectre And burn it in a fiery pit of Was it Sauron? Or, I don't fucking watch those movies I don't know what it was called You just don't want to tell us I'm trying to remember right now. What was it called? Oh, well, I fell asleep. Sauron. Is it Sa- Sauron? Well, no, I know, I know Sauron, but what was the, the, the pit or what oh, was the fire? Mount pit? Doom. <laughs> yeah, Mount Doom, that's right. <laughs> I just, I, I didn't want to talk after Ben mocked the old L-O-T-R. That doesn't really sound like a, an ideal holiday destination, does it? Oh, can I just, uh, we might hike up Mount Doom this weekend, guys. Or... Well, neither does Crab Key. <laughs> 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 But yeah, um, what do you guys think about Mr. White returning? We touched on it in our introduction episode, and it's kind of like, is Quantum going to be a part of Spectre? Well, I mean, I know I was very positive on Quantum as an organization in the first episode we did, and I still stand by that. I like the idea of Quantum. I don't think that we really explored it enough. I like the idea of Mr. White being connected in these, like, we are seeing Mr. White kind of in the way that we saw Blofeld in the original six Bond movies, where he's sort of popping in and out. He's loosely connected to all these different things. And the fact that now he's just some recluse living disheveled in a cabin somewhere with a lot of laptops and a chessboard, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it's a great progression of his character to see the baby there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what I thought when I saw the chessboard. But, People listening um, to this can probably gather that we did Alfred Russia with Love episode not too long ago. Kronstein, Kronstein. This This idea of Mr. White, I don't know if this is going to be that Quantum's just fallen apart or if he's on the run. Like, But it's a, it's a great idea that he would come back as this recluse living somewhere. I One thing I'm struggling to... I tried to, um, I didn't get very far, but I tried to draft it up what I think the outline of the plot would be. Um, yes, I know, I'm, I'm a, a nerd, but not a sexy one, like, damn, Ben <laughs> um, But one thing that really stumped me was, I assumed he would go to Mr. White before he's at the Fofeld kind of meeting, the scene where I said I was tense. And he said, I was at a meeting the other day and your name came up. Oh, MI6 is still talking about me. (laughs) No, it wasn't MI6. So 
was it that meeting with Fofeld or like were they talking about Mr. White there and then Bond escapes to visit Mr. White? Like, I assumed he would go to Mr. White first before. Like I know it's stupid to even speculate because we haven't seen the damn thing, but I just yeah, I'm really wondering how this will all play out in terms of the chronology. Do, do we? Well, for, I mean, he could have so many different meetings. I mean, it could have been uh, like the, the the board meeting of his his condo committee, <laughs> where they're like, "Mr. White hasn't paid rent in a year and a half." Do you know what's going on, Vaughn? Like, it could be anything. I just love how you know. Will we find his first name out? Like, Mr. White. It's it's his first name's Mister <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Mr. Harry White? Uh, Pussfield. Um, <laughs> Gerald? <laughs> um, quarrel. But... <laughs> um, well, is Mr. White bloker? Well, is it, maybe. He shaves and takes his wig off. Da, da, da. Well, it's just funny that he's always there showing up. Um, so I'm very curious to see how he'll play out. But I also don't think Spectre is going to have a huge part to do with this film. I think it will just be Mr. White, but it may play some little bit. Well, what's the movie called, Noah? The movie's not called Mr. White. Spectre. (laughs) Spectre. Spectre. Well, it's not called Blofeld, is it? No. (laughs) We did see more of Christoph Waltz in the trailer than we saw of Mr. White. Oh, how good is Christoph Waltz? Like, you just look at him and you're just like, yeah, he's good. We, we like him. But I, I, I just really hear about Mr. White, uh, a.k.a. Jesper Christensen, um, who is a Danish award-winning actor. He won a Gold Bugger Award uh, for Best Actor in a Supporting Role in 2008. So, um, there you go. Did well, he also appear in Layer Cake? Um, <laughs> no, but he appeared in a movie called uh, Sexton in 19... 19- and Sophie, just looking at all these Danish movies he's been in. Well, oh, he was in the Jets. That was a good spy movie. He was in a movie called A Family. About, um, Mr. White, it's another probably appropriate time. And I'm going to issue a spoiler alert warning here, but I don't consider it a spoiler because it was revealed in the official synopsis of the 007.com. Um, so I apologise if this is spoiling anything, but I don't think it's a spoiler is Madeline Swan, or Madeline Swan, who, Leia do is Mr. White's daughter. So, who... Oh, spoiler! Well, a lot of people well, are angry... Well, it's been released everywhere on the internet. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are angry about it, that they said that, that people wanted that to be a surprise. But, yes, yeah, so, Mr. White's in the snow, and all the scenes with Madeline Swan were in the snow, so... Well, I don't know if she's living with Mr. White or... Well, do we not feel... My, living with Mr. White sounds like a... Tip. My theory, like, um, she's involved or she's being targeted by Spectre and um, he's going to send Bond out to protect her as we get the whole line, like, I'm the only one who can keep you alive or whatever it is. Um, and so he's kind of got to get away a little bit from Spectre because they're a bit more of a bunch of pricks than Quantum are. And um, he has to turn to Bond to try and help. Um, and then Mr. White will die this movie. Come on, we all know that's going to happen. Um, can, I, can I say that first? Dying words will be, you're a kite. <laughs> <laughs> Fly me a kite, Mr. Bond. Now, how sad is it? we got a chessboard, we got a thousand laptops, we got Unabomber, Mr. White, but we did not see him flying a kite in this I trailer. know. 
on a left out on a, on a beach in the Marquesas. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Survivor Oz joke. Okay, so we've talked about uh, Mr. All right, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> I was expecting Noah to like um, chime in there, but uh, uh, so we get James Bond macking it on with Monica Bellucci. Um, yeah, I could probably unzipping her dress. Yep, I could think of uh, worse things to do in front of a mirror. <laughs> yeah, is he in front of a mirror? Well, it, is he? It looks like he's in front of a mirror. When I f- first looked at it, I thought he was just like about to make out with himself in front of a mirror. But then, if you actually look closely, then Monica's in oh, front of yeah, the mirror. Yeah. yeah. If they really wanted to do throwbacks, they would have had live and let die uh, unzipper contraption. <laughs> yeah, with a magnetic zipper. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that's what the Spectre Ring does. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if the Spectre Ring just shot lasers. Bomb wearing the ring. How hard is it to get freaking laser beams coming out of my Spectre Ring? Um, and then after we get the zippy zip, we get a shot to uh, well, I thought was odd job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I the seriously thought job. <laughs> job mr hinks is that who it's meant to be not odd job yeah. thank they you the, the henchman yes the henchman he is going to be amazing he was so good just in this train well come on he had a bit of an odd job vibe on a quick glance <laughs> no um no well i mean dave batista does have some filipino in him so it's i guess what not not walking distance from Korea, but that's <laughs> close enough. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of Dave Batista. I oh. I know everybody thought he was great in Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought that some of his funny moments were really funny, but I thought whenever he wasn't being funny, it was just terrible performance. But having said that, I think he's going to nail this part. And the description that's been released of his character that he talked about just sounds fantastic like it sounds like a henchman with real personality this is basically what he said he says he's a very well dressed he's very charming and he never forgets his manners so what's going to make this character different is that he's like extremely polite and uh, has good manners and then all of a sudden he'll snap your neck like we saw in the trailer like that's a great so so he's a canadian henchman that's right. <laughs> and he says sorry and please at the end of it. Ah, exactly. oh, sorry, sorry, eh? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about this today, and when was the last time we had a good, proper henchman? Mr. Like, Kill! This is Zao such... was good. Sorry to bring up Dying of the Day, but Zao was good. Yeah, they, they, yeah Colin brought up Dying of the Day, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say, I guess you can't remember good, proper henchman, but... In the Craig films, like, yeah, you had Quantum as an organisation, you had that ridiculous henchman in Quantum of Solace, I'm blanking on his name now, but he was horrible. Um, I don't even know which one you're talking about. The guy who looked like a bit like Rowan Atkinson, he had goofy hair, and he was just horrible. Oh, no, Mr. At the Bean, opera, Mr. He, Bean the henchman. It's opera, and it was just horrible. Okay, I, I, I actually... Um, I don't, I don't mind Quantum. I'm a fan of Quantum, but I have no idea where Mr. Bean appears. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dominic Green, is that the villain? Oh, well, I mean, he was the main villain. I mean, no, no, no. That, I mean, that's not who I'm talking about. But yeah. there was a guy who followed him around everywhere and we're sounding like real professionals here now, but I can't even remember his name. He was horrible. 
the one that lost his toupee? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but, yeah, and then Silver didn't really have a proper henchman, so this is really back to form. It's just a good, proper henchman, Red Grant kind of thing. So that's another huge plus for this film. So basically, basically, we had the last Bond movie with no real Bond women, and we've had the last three with no Bond henchmen. Yeah, so we're back. Baby. So will they, um, cut, you know, if they're having like four Bond women in this movie, are we going to have like 12 <laughs> henchmen? <laughs> yeah, I want to say on the henchmen that, you know, like we said, I, I think that Zhao was uh, a decent henchman. I think that Stamper and Tamora Never Dies was a decent henchman. Yeah. But again, these henchmen, they don't really have backstories or personalities. And from all this being said about Mr. Hanks, he's going to have something to him. He'll have a gimmick. He'll be an odd job or a knick-knack. You know, somebody who's going to be memorable for more than just, you know, how well they could snap a person's neck. And I think that's something to be really looking forward to. There's more, we should say, there's more buzz on Mr. Hanks right now than there is on any other character in this movie. Well, he is. I mean, Dave Batista, of course, a uh, very well-known wrestler and, um before he sort of did his old movie thing. So I wonder if we get a whole bunch of the wrestling crowd, you know, the WWE fans coming across and, oh, that's, it's so real. It's not fake. It's real. Trust me, everything they do is real. Because that's done a big job for the box office performance of John Cena's movies, right? <laughs> well, look at The Rock. He's, like, saving nobody except his family in San Andreas and letting everyone else die, so... <laughs> Do we need to start a San Andreas count on here? Because I think Ben's brought it up in the episode so far. <laughs> San Andreas and die another day count. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to quickly say um, I'm sad that you didn't mention the henchman in Boris. Boris! Even- well, was Boris a henchman or was he just sort of a slimy tech Well, guy? I mean, I is Zenya the henchman in that movie? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say she is. Yeah, well, I, I count Boris as some sort of henchman because he's. I don't know Boris. Boris. Anyway. I start bring that <laughs> If he had to just fought back a little bit, he wouldn't be frozen. <laughs> he's not invincible. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, Continuing Golden Eye. Yes, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Um, so, Mr. White, uh, we get the... Uh, Mr. He, we get the lovely little punching and snapping necks. And then we get um, back to Mr. White. And then we get the plane. And then we get your girlfriend, Noah. Yeah. Um, that plane seed on the snow was amazing. It's It's looks... Uh, so this whole snow scene, do we know where that is set at all? Yeah. Uh, it's Austria, I think. Austria. Okay. When was the last time we had... Oh, no. I'm just thinking... When was the this. last time we had snow? Day, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> Kill me now. Well, that was in Iceland, but... Uh, was that the last time we had snow in... Boston? Was there a bit of snow in the mountains in Skyfall when they're in Scotland? <laughs> oh, yeah, but a proper snow scene. <laughs> Probably would be die another day. Yeah, but yeah, it's I like a love snow in. Oh yeah, I was going to say that I like a good snow um, chase. Classic Majesty. Yeah, like we could listen. I who love me. Yeah, world is not enough. Um, A view to a. You love you some snow too, Tom. I I do love the snow. I, I love it so much that that can win me over in a movie. I mean, A View to a Kill was one of the first Bond movies I saw, and I remember. 
for years before I rewatched it again, being like, Vito Kill was awesome, it had that ski chase, yeah. and it was in the snow. And then, of course, I saw every other ski sequence. Once I saw every other ski sequence in Bond, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really hold up. But <laughs> I'm going no to I love that plane. I, I love a good plane scene. And when the plane on snow, like. Oh, and we, we are combining our two favorite things: planes, planes and snow. snow, and like and they do. They do. <laughs> Most people are like, we like the 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 villains, we like the gadgets, we like the Bond girls. We're like, we love the planes, <laughs> love the snow. But I, snow. I love the we love the kites. <laughs> we love the layers. They do, but the 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 plane Talk about people fighting and who's not fighting. The plane landing through the trees and conveniently just loses oh. a bits of its wings and doesn't like spin awesome. out and crash at the same time. And then we get Bond in the cabin or outside the cabin, I should say, with the wooden fence. But you mentioned it. How amazing in this just. 20 seconds she was in was Leia Sedu. She might already be in my top five Bond girls just based on this trailer. She's going to be awesome. She is. No one makes a lot of uh, predictions based on the, the two and a half minutes. <laughs> this is so good. Well, we top 10. Come November. Oh, that was pretty shit, actually. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm in love. She, I mean, I'll give it to her. She's, she's very attractive. And the fact that I just... <laughs> it, <laughs> I wasn't going to touch that one. That one. <laughs> I wasn't going to touch what? that. What did I say? You'll give it to No, me, I didn't so. mean it like that. Get your minds out of the gutter. Um, I was... <laughs> I honestly didn't mean it like that. <laughs> now that you brought it up, but like I, you know, the fact that I didn't even realise that she was in blue is the warmest colour. <laughs> it just dinged my lights in my head. I'm like, okay, I like Lars to do that because to me, this, when I first saw her in the trailer, I'm like, God, she looks like Taylor Swift, and that kind of turned me off because I don't like Taylor Swift. But um, yeah, now now I like her. <laughs> well, you guys teased me a bit, but seriously, what were your thoughts on her? Because we didn't really see her much in the first two trailers, so this was a first. Did we see her at all in the first two trailers? Uh, not the first. Which I think she showed up a tiny bit in the second one. But, uh, what did you guys think seriously on her though, as a Bond girl? And will she be the more main Bond girl over uh, Monica? Oh, I think so for sure. And the other three women. Is, is she is she the Terry Hatcher or is she? The... I think Monica will be the Terry Hatcher and. Um, Leia will be. How did you refer to her in the first episode? The other girl. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not touching on that one again. <laughs> I think that she's going to go down probably as one of the best Bond girls because, again, we're basing this on a two and a half minute trailer where she has three lines, but those three lines looks like her performance is really good, but. She's very connected to the plot from everything we've seen, which uh, it doesn't look like Monica Bellucci is going to be as connected to the main plot in this. I don't think I'm quite on the bandwagon that you guys are as far as her attractiveness goes. Uh, <laughs> I do think that she's uh, a very good actress. I, If you watch Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, she plays kind of the bad... That's probably a better one to watch her in than yeah, Ben. Well, <laughs> yeah, but she does play the opposite. I mean, she's playing the kind of secondary spy girl. She's playing the bad, you know, the villain one. And she has some really good scenes in that. So I've, I've been excited about her being in this movie. Don't quite think that she's that attractive. Compared Colin, to the Colin, she has some even better scenes in Blue is the Warmest Color. All right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure she does. So. <laughs> it still blows my mind. Like, 
I'm not a big fan of the connectiveness of the Craigs, but I've learnt to live with it. But, like, the main Bond... Well, I assume the main Bond girl is the daughter of a villain from a past film. Like, imagine if we had Melissa No as the <laughs> Bond girl in Thunderbolt or something. Like, that's what it's like. It's like a villain from one of the older films' daughter is going to be the girl in this. It blows my mind. Melissa No. Stacy Goldfinger, <laughs> Bridget Bridget Graves, Karen Karen Cronstein, <laughs> Carol Kalenchu, <laughs> Zhao Junior, <laughs> Sylvia <Carol> Stromberg, <laughs> Boris Junior. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's great. Well, we joke about it, but that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, it is. It yeah, is a it's good point. A very good idea. Yeah, it's it's a good point because, look, I I like a good connection. I like um, continuity with movies. So I guess, in my mind, it's a good thing about the Craig era that we've we've kept a lot of this going. Um, I mean, Quantum of Solace was pretty much the first direct sequel to a James Bond movie that you know follows literally straight on from the one that was on beforehand. Um, so I, I actually quite like that. But, yeah, to, to have that as, as a, a plot twist, which we've spoiled, um, well, so did the internet, so don't blame us, um, it will make an, an interesting element for it, and particularly how it will all play out and kind of, you know, my theory or other theories when it comes to uh, how she will relate to the whole reveal of Spectre and Mr. White and uh, all that sort of... Uh, jazz as well. So, I mean, that could technically mean that James Bond's father-in-law could be a villain <laughs> if all things go well. Well, well, he, I mean, if you look at Honor Majesty's Secret Service, he, he kind of was, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you're joking about that, but a lot of people are speculating this will become Majesty's and he will get married. I don't think it's going to happen in this film, but a lot of people think it could happen. I think they should keep him, keep him married for a few films and just have <laughs> Bond having domestic <laughs> issues at home. <laughs> James, did you pick up the milk? Oh, no, sorry. Oh, I asked you to, I asked you to do one thing. I'm at home I'm all day. I'm old case. I'm at home there all day and you can't even bring home the milk. And when was the last time you took out the trash? We've got fruit flies everywhere in this place. And who's this money penny I'm hearing about? <laughs> Why does she keep messaging you on Facebook? Why didn't you answer your phone? I was killing... Ba- oh, well, you never answer your phone! All these Snapchats from money penny I keep seeing. You do know I know your password, Jane. Looks going to be a boring fifth Craig film. <laughs> James Bond's day James off. At home. <laughs> James Bond catches up on Game of Thrones. He's the one who called Spectre to come and do the drive-by after living with her for so long. <laughs> James Bond goes to the video shop. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, as far as the continuity goes in these movies, you know, we talked about it a little bit before, but the thing that I find most interesting is that we are seeing continuity, but nobody's expecting it from one movie to the next. You know, when Quantum came out, we weren't expecting all these connections to Casino Royale because Casino Royale in its own way did tie everything up. And when we started seeing the connections with this movie and Skyfall and Quantum and Casino Royale, it wasn't like anybody was saying, well, we still have to find out what happened with this. So I think that's where these movies have done such a good job is that you leave each movie feeling like, okay, well, there, that's tied it up. But then the next one, oh, we got something else new for you and you didn't really see it coming. Well, you talked in the first episode how it's kind of following Bonnery Rick's life. 
Dr. Norton actually love being Dolphin. It's kind of a standalone one, and that's what Skyfall was. But then I was thinking today, they've kind of connected Skyfall into Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace by having uh, Skyfall connect to Spectre, which Spectre connects to Quantum. So now it's all coming. Mm. So now Skyfall is no longer the lone sheep in the middle of it. And initially I wasn't a fan of that, but I've learned to accept it, and I guess I don't have any strong feelings about it really. All it took was Leah Sadu to, to <laughs> sell you on this idea. So anything else can happen. Domestic Bond, as long as she is the one nagging Bond, you're behind it. <laughs> James, what do you want for dinner tonight, honey? We've got meatloaf or chicken. <laughs> they need Leah Sadu to do all the future press releases, so no matter how shit the idea is, people will accept it. So she just comes out with, like, cleavage shot in the next Bond movie... The <laughs> next one will be a sequel to Die Another Day. James. Oh, that sounds great, Leia. <laughs> it is James Bond versus Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, a lot of people would. They probably that. actually would like that. Um, James Bond has been bought by Disney and will cross over with the Avengers. A lot of people would probably. And like Star Wars. <laughs> a lot of people would probably. And like Disney that. movies. <laughs> Yeah. James Bond, the Lego movie. <laughs> Actually, that would be epic if they did the James Bond Lego video game. Yeah, it is the last Lego property that is not being developed <laughs> that I'm dying for them to do. <laughs> Although, uh, Ben's waiting for Lego Blue is the warmest. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's, Noah's waiting for Lego the Water Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So um, we we get after the the lovely snow chase and Leia Sadu and the cars. We get we're back into the boardroom. We see them all standing up. We see Spectre's logo on the you know the computer being hacked. Is that Q? Um, you know, trying to get into naughty Snapchat websites, and then boom, Spectre logo comes up. Um, he's he's, he's accessing trying to view M's. <laughs> he's accessing Snapchat. the fappening. Um, and then we get, of course, does it have a name? Its name is... Spectre. <laughs> I can't say it. Yeah. Spectre. Oh, I was cracking <laughs> Now, we're all thinking this. We're all thinking this one moment. There's a bit of a pause. Its name is... Yeah. Spectre. 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 Yeah, they so should have edited Sean Connery. Not even the actual scene, just very faintly in the background. Sean Connery going... Have a little ghost, your <laughs> Blink your ears and you'll miss it. Just not even image of him or anything. Just the sound clip, tiny in the background. Spectre. Um, but it's a good setup, yeah. and we haven't really mentioned the music, of course, as well. That's being played. <laughs> Noah, you you get a little bit um, creamy, creamy in the pants, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to go on and on about this. So, Colin, do you want to talk about this first? Okay. What they're doing is they've updated uh, the the music from part of John Barry's score oh. on a Majesty's Secret Service, which has my favorite Bond movie of all time. I mean, any connection they can have to Honor Majesty's Secret Service, I'm happy. Apparently, Thomas Newman, who composed the score for uh, Skyfall, who's doing this one again, he wrote the music for this trailer. And I'm, I'm really hoping that that makes it into the final movie, because I don't know why they would include it if they're not going to use oh, it. Oh, if it doesn't. Ugh. Not even Leia Seydoux will say that if it doesn't. <laughs> but did you recognize it straight away when it had the bit, or did it take a bit to come? Like, it, I'll admit I didn't get it straight away, but when it kicked in, I'm like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, well, the first time I watched it again, it was right first thing in the morning. So I had read all the comments about Our Majesty's Secret Service, so it took my second watch before I picked up on it. But again, once you pick up on it, you're listening. I'm like, that's why you were saying like you wanted to download the music from mm. you know the trailer, just the exclusive music, because it's oh, so it good. To hear dun, dun, dun. And it's, it's not the exact copy. It's a bit slower, and it's... And your brother said it wasn't ominous. That was ominous <laughs> if I've ever heard it. Any throwback to George Lazenby is a winning. Yes. That, that's why. Never happened to the Skyfall trailer. <laughs> and not even that song, this whole score already, and yeah, you can tease me again about this is amazing off a two minute trailer. Um, the first trailer, I really hope they use uh, what I'm calling the lullaby theme. Yeah. Was, you know, the. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I love uh, that, the slow piano. I'm not doing it justice, but... Yeah. Yeah, talking about ominous, like... <laughs> yeah, your, your version, Noah, kind of sounded like the Beverly Hills cop. <laughs> still. I don't know why. <laughs> Everything <laughs> goes back to Beverly Hills. Any time I try and do anything. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it. The classic lullaby bomb thing. <laughs> no, but, you know, um, in trailer one, when he's kind of rowing in the boat with the mist, and the ding, 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 ding. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but if they don't use that and the Majesty theme, very missed opportunity. But those were both amazing, and the highlight of the trailer for me was definitely the theme. Which is this on Her Majesty's Secret Service? I, I think one good thing again. I'm all of a sudden praising all the the Craig films, which I guess I don't hate the Craig films, but we're still about another twenty odd movies away from getting to them. But um, they, they all produce very good trailers, and I, I like the Skyfall, the first, I think it was the teaser one, where they had the whole, dun, dun, and it like went silent, and then it went, dun, dun, and then it went silent, and then it just, the way it built up into it, yeah. like I loved how they did that, and again, the just, the, the trailers, I think, how they do them, I mean, the people behind... If you've just got a, an editing department or a production department whose sole job is to put a trailer together, they need to get a raise because they've... Uh, if you're not a James Bond fan, then I reckon you're going to find a lot of people wanting to go see the movie based purely on the trailer who might not have never seen a James Bond movie in their life. Go, hey, this is different, Mildred. Let's go and watch this one. <laughs> Why does Mildred always come in? <laughs> because she is the quintessential Bond fan, Mildred. <laughs> Mildred will be the next Bond girl. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Mildred Blofeld. <laughs> it's Mildred like White. Mildred Kananga. <laughs> Mildred Scaramanga. Um, but, yeah, so, as I mentioned before, is this on Her Majesty's Secret Service? As in the I... movie? <laughs> yeah, is this film going to be a remake of it? Oh. Well, I mean, there's no way you're going to remake the movie. I think most people who are speculating the connections to Honor Magic Seeker Service are probably going to be speculating the involvement with Tracy's story and yeah, but I think more than anything they're just going to start tying every new Bond movie connecting it to Bond movies of the past. If I had to guess what they're doing, that's what I'd say. So this one, they're going to say let's throw a lot of Honor Majesty Secret Service things in there because we are introducing Spectre the next one, they could very well say, well, let's put a bunch of For Your Eyes Only references in. Another <laughs> one will do, let's do a From Russia With Love. So Dawn of the day. Uh, I really, yeah, based on the plot we've seen, I don't think you can do, the thing is, if you're remaking Honor Majesty Secret Service, it doesn't work without the buildup of 
the other ones before it. And this feels more to me like the thunderball <laughs> of the original movies, the, the, the setup of Spectre, where you really get Spectre as an organization, then you can get to the next one. So it, it's quite possible that they're just using this, and then maybe we'll get Christoph Waltz in the next three movies. Can they really do a callback to Tracy, though? I've always assumed the Craig films are just a whole separate timeline. Like, can we, has Craig been married before? No, I think it's a separate timeline. One? I agree with you. I, I... Well, I'm not saying timeline. I'm saying that like this movie, they're doing all the throwbacks to it. So not not that... It, like, if you play the Skyfall Legends, or the not the Skyfall Legends, the James Bond Legends video game, you know, there's all these things where it shows James Bond, the Daniel Craig James Bond being involved in all these past movies. That's not what I think it's going to be, but it's going to be more along the lines of, let's take this movie and throw a bunch of references in to remind people of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, but we're not going to redo Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And I also don't think Sam Mendes would wait three years when he said he didn't want to do another movie just to sign on to do a remake. And you can't remake Honor Majesty's Secret Service because there's no fucking Without George Lazenby. Lazenby. Exactly. Um, yeah. This never happened in the other Honor Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> Maybe um, maybe George Lazenby is Blofeld in this movie. Oh, please. Maybe Leah Sadu is George Lazenby in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> George Lazenby but, in Blue in the Warmest Car Blue is the Warmest Car <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> the whole I am the author of all your pain then. And there's the connection that's the photo, uh, the personal items from Skyfall. Um mm -hmm. and the picture with the uh, the burnt out thing. Um, well, Fofel, uh, Christoph Waltz's official title character is Oberhauser, and in, I think I pronounced that right. In the books, Oberhauser is James Bond's guardian when his parents are, are killed. Obviously, Christoph Waltz and Daniel Craig are quite similar age, so they can't really do that. But well, not necessarily. The picture, though, like the picture that's in that first trailer. Yeah, uh, like, are they brothers? Two well, you, well, there's there's an older guy in there that looks like it could be Christoph Waltz. Then there's he's basically standing next to two kids. Uh, so there's a possibility because the character Christoph Waltz is playing Oberhauser. It's not what's the first name of the character? Franz. Yeah, and and it was Hans Oberhauser that was the book character. So it's possible that maybe Hans was the guardian and that. Him and James kind of grew up together for a short period of time, where uh, you know the the Christoph Waltz character was more like a, a brother to James Bond and not necessarily the Guardian, because that's, there is a first name difference in there. Well, that's why. Um, and the other thing I thought was maybe he killed Bond's parents, but this is even though Christoph Waltz is flipping amazing, this is why I don't want him to be Blofeld because. Uh, that's a bit naff that Blofeld is Bond's brother. Like, give me a break. Come stop on. This, stop like, the evil in Austin Powers. Yeah, it's like, come on. Like, is Bond really going to parody Austin Powers? <laughs> How meta can but, get with this? It's, I don't think it's going to be so much more of a brother thing. It's... Because, it, again, in the books, you know, Oberhauser was kind of briefly Bond's guardian, and then obviously... At Bond later on, you know, in the private schools and lots of stuff went on there. It's probably going to be more of a thing where it's like, okay, well, for a year, year and a half, you know, we were raised together. Not not necessarily be that close a connection. 
You were mean to me at boarding school, James. <laughs> but then the whole line that again throws me off is the uh, where he talks about I've been here all along, but you've never seen me in that. So maybe they've never even met, and he just has an indirect involvement. And that does that mean that Fofeld or Oberhauser has had an involvement in every single Craig film? And he's kind of the silent enemy who's being revealed or like, oh, so many questions, so much awesome. It's it's interesting when you have these whole family elements introduced into things like that. I mean, you know, I jokingly referenced, um, you know, the whole Jack Bauer 24, you know, never actually works the organisation going rogue situation but you know it was it was kind of inevitable in a show like that that they were always at some point going to bring in a big element of his family and of course you know they um, actually I better not say because no you haven't seen that season yet but uh, <laughs> I'm just about to spoil it for you and everybody listeners in 24 but like it seems like to have an element of James Bond's family really brought into it because that's something that really has never been touched on too much and they've always sort of been teasing um, with a lot of these Craig films, um, you know, particularly obviously in Skyfall in regards to his family. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's his brother or it it comes down to a whole connection like that because it seems to me that that's like one of the very few things they've never done in a James Bond movie is really heavily involve a family member as some sort of you know, villain or something. Leave it alone. Yeah, and it, it's a tricky, it's a sticky situation. Um, it, it can go down a, a, a tricky path with that because sometimes it can work. I mean, you know, hello, Star Wars, I'm your father, iconic, and it worked. But for every I'm your father, there's a whole bunch of other... I'm your mother. I'm your mother. Um, <laughs> yes, James, I am a transsexual. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would... Be very I don't think transsexual people refer to themselves as I'm a transsexual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any personally, but I'm going to assume that that's... Well, they could be very forethinking, and... <laughs> You're only male once, Mr. <laughs> Leia Seydoux is blowing <laughs> And George Lazenby, Jesus. In red... <laughs> Regina Lazenby. They're really getting into the Caitlyn Jenner hype with these James Bond films, aren't they? I wanted to say with the the boardroom scene that we saw, like we saw that in the first trailer, and this again when my brother said, you know, it wasn't really intense, it wasn't ominous. This scene was that moment, and I have to say, there were once or twice when I watched this trailer. I almost literally crapped my pants because it is such a freaky scene. I thought you did before. No, no, you almost did. Second second time. I had two bowel movements in one trailer. But this moment where I think everybody's had that nightmare, like where you've honestly had the real nightmare where you're walking and there's a dark room and you can see lots of people. And there's that moment where you hear Bofeld or whatever, Walt's talking, and all of a sudden he looks up at Bond. I just pictured myself in that situation, like nightmares I've had as a child. Yeah, it happens when you're in high school. Does anyone know the answer? (laughs) Everybody turns to you, and there's just that fear. Like, it was such a creepy scene. Yeah, and it's just... There's been a fair few scenes where Bond is blending in with the scene. Oh, and we didn't mention Bond in Day of the Dead Disguise as well. It's been a while since we've had a disguise, um... Not quite as good as the clown. Start again. Obviously, yeah, but 
Yeah, start again. But yeah, like we've had Bond in these situations where he's kind of blending in with the crowd, but and sometimes it goes wrong and there's explosions and you got to fight. But rarely has he ever been pointed out after trying to hide with all these other business like men and just turn up to him. Ah! Like you needed a quarrel screen there or a Mary screen there. Like, <laughs> I can't wait to see. Ah! <laughs> I can't wait to see how that scene plays out. Like I uh, want stresses me out. I know just the one second that follows. You're like, what happens in the next one second? Then what happens in the next two seconds? Like I that really may hope be... they do that scene with no music because that would just be like or the lullaby. Yeah, <laughs> or the lullaby. Yeah. But Bond looks like he, he craps himself when he yeah. looks up at him. Yeah. Like. Beautiful acting by Craig, crapping pants. Christoph <laughs> Waltz, just the look. I mean, he's one of the few actors that I feel really could just do that. Like, just he just mm. owns that. I mean, what is it? Like, one and a half seconds we see of him in the trailer, his actual face. And even then, it's only half his face with a bit of a shadow over the other bit of it. But just... He just owns that whole moment. And, yeah, I'd be shitting myself, too, if I'm James Bond. I'm, fuck, that's Christoph Waltz. <laughs> that's the guy from Inglorious Bastards. I had that, yeah, he had, like, he shot the Jews under the floorboards. I'm out of here. <laughs> he hunted no, the but... Muppets, and the Muppets most wanted <laughs> <laughs> But, of course, you only went to see that to see the trailer. Of <laughs> <laughs> For the Waterboy uh-huh. 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, there was the scene, we did see him twice, uh, the author of Your Pain kind of scene. Did you guys notice what he was wearing? Um, if that wasn't a Blofeld collarless jacket, then I don't know what is, because that grey classic uh, Donald presence. Did we, did we see where his hands were? Was he stroking a pussy down low? Well, there could have been a pussy, but as much as I saw, there was no visible pussy in this trailer. Um <laughs> But I will be disappointed if there isn't one throughout the entire film. Noah, um, watch blue is the warmest <laughs> colour. <laughs> well, I'm hoping just for this film, and so then I don't have to watch the other film, but we'll see what happens. But I, I also like... Yeah, that again, jacket. Yeah. Yeah, and it's similar to Dr. No's outfit, too. I mean, He's Dr. No! <laughs> Dr. won't let it go. No, he is. We're Dr. dressing no. up as Dr. No. <laughs> Everybody in Spectre has to wear that same coat. <laughs> That's the Spectre <laughs> uniform. As they all have to get their yeah. commemorative claw hands out. <laughs> we will get revenge one day. Crushes a statue. Well, they upgrade. Melissa, they upgrade. we will revenge your father. <laughs> <laughs> they start with the ring and then they get upgraded to the suit. <laughs> Eventually they get the knife in the shoe. And then everyone's if, got claws. And if you reach the top, people, you get a cat. <laughs> The cat is the ultimate goal, Inspector. <laughs> you have made it. But yeah, that jacket is that is that gonna is is, is, is he Blofeld or is that to throw us off? Well, fight? okay then. Should we just all come out right now and give our hedge our bets so we can Ooh. four months time whether we're right or wrong? Is yeah, he Blofeld? Yes or I'm no? Uh, I'm cool. okay. I'm gonna say no, but I want to put the disclaimer on that that I'm the type of person that. I figure things out very easily. I, I, I think half of my Christmas presents every year I figure out without any clues. And I usually don't want... <laughs> Fine, you're a Christmas I present. <laughs> I don't want be to be... Creative, I don't want to have things spoiled, so I'll often convince myself. Like, I was the only person who, even though I knew it was Money Penny, I convinced myself that's not going to be Money Penny because I wanted to fake the excitement, I think. So I'm going to say no, but I'm putting that disclaimer out there. 
Um, I'm not quite as good at um, figuring out my Christmas presents. But, uh, you get Christmas presents in Snug? Yeah, I think that would make a great Christmas movie, like Colin Hilding, Christmas Investigator, or something like that. He <laughs> <laughs> just goes around trying Colin to... Colin Hilding, Christmas Investigator! Colin, you're like that five-year-old who doesn't know the element of surprise and just ruins everyone's Christmas... Oh, oh that uh, that's a torch in there. Um, <laughs> What a shit Christmas present. Yeah, it was kind of an in-joke or something. Was was that the Survivor Oz in-joke? Yeah, but I didn't want to mention the S word, but yes, it was an in-joke. Survivor Oz. Um, Um, I would like to think that the producers know that we know it's Blofeld, so surely they would make it not Blofeld and there would be a big surprise because everyone knew... As soon as he was announced, like it was in the news the next day, um, nine news and seven news, and, <laughs> and uh, They're Australian TV channels, Colin. <laughs> Christoph Waltz is uh, rumored to be playing Blofeld, but he's really Oberhauser, and then they were interviewing him. Are you Blofeld? Oh no, no, no! <laughs> that was a day after the the live announcement. So I think also. I just want to say, the fact that they're calling him Oberhauser might be, more than anything, just a way to throw people off. You know, they tried the whole thing of, oh, her name's Eve. We're not telling you her last name, but her name's Eve. So this time, maybe they upped the ante by saying, let's take an obscure character from the short stories, and let's give them that name to try to throw people off. And that's what they might be doing then, exactly. Like, oh, he's probably Blofeld, but let's throw you off. So he's not Blofeld, but surprise, he's Blofeld! (laughs) Double, double twist. He's like, you know, was it Alias where she was like a triple agent followed by a double agent and then there was like another? Yeah. Like, you just lost track of who was actually on whose side? Such a pickle because I don't want it to be that obvious, but I also think Christoph Waltz is the best man for the job, so it's... Arnold Schwarzenegger should be Blofeld. (laughs) I'm going to say, on record, my bet, I'm going to say, yes, he is Blofeld. But, again, I can't guess my Christmas presents, and I would not be surprised if he's Blofeld and not Blofeld. So, it's a cautious yes from me. Ben. I shouldn't have gone last, because now I can't, I can't be unique. I wanted you to say no, so I could just say yes. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Are you Blofeld? Maybe. <laughs> um, maybe I'm the author of your pain. I will say... No, because I think that they're going to try and throw you off by thinking he's not Blofeld, but then people will think he is Blofeld because they're trying to throw you off, but then secretly he's not Blofeld. And, and it's money. It's- it has, Yeah, I'm going to say it, it's gotten to a frustrating point in modern age of movies where there's so many spoilers out there and everybody's analyzing. Like, it's like when the, you know, Christopher Nolan with the the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. With Dark Knight Rises, there were all these speculations saying, well, well, this character is going to be Ra's al Ghul's daughter. And then Christopher Nolan, the best he can muster up is, no, she's not. We gave her a different name, you know? (laughs) Of course, it turns out to be Ra's al Ghul's daughter. It's just, it's gotten to the point where I think people have to get creative to hide these things. And that's why I think that Oberhauser is just maybe a bit of a swerve. Because... Yeah. How he else? Couldn't they just tell us he's Blofeld? What? Just like straight away? Couldn't they have just told us she was Moneypenny? Well, 
<laughs> and can they go back to like the classic posters where like they release it? Yes, I'm going to bring up Die Another Day, but like they they legitimately would bring out a poster of like Bond, Jinx, Gustav Graves, mm-hmm. Zhao. Like you know they had each oh, had their own separate. I know Blofeld was credited as question mark in From Russia with Love, but it's not like Telly Savalas in On a Majesty's Secret Service. They were trying to hide the fact that Telly Savalas as Gerald Oberhauser, like, they, they're just <laughs> yeah. elders. Like, do we have to have a shock at the Spectre film? Well, it's... Well, but again, yeah. like, who was the main villain in Thunderball? It wasn't Blofeld, it was Largo. So maybe there will be another person in the background that we see stroking a cat at some point during this movie, <laughs> well, and I you're think... just going to realize, oh, Oberhauser's just the new Largo. Seriously disappointed lack it... of cat in this trailer, by the way. It's, yeah, it, it is a dis- It's Frickin' Spectre, get as a pussy, um... I... Watch blue is the warmest colour! <laughs> I think this is an appropriate time to bring up Denby. Denby? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Denby. this... Denby? Denby? Denby. Yeah, Andrew Scott, I think that's the actor's name, yeah. he's playing... Like, we're bringing back Tanner from Skyfall and Quantum, but now we've got Denby. Denby? Um, <laughs> as random MI6 government guy, it's like, uh, come on, this one film about Spectre and you just bring in a new government guy? Give me a break. Denby is Spectre. Yes. Um, I, okay, <laughs> first of all, we should say, if people aren't you know, followers of a certain TV show, they're not going to realize that Andrew Scott is a pretty big deal. He's on the TV show Sherlock. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys have Sherlock? seen that. Sherlock? Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he plays a main on that show. He's basically the main villain, and that show is huge all over the world. Yeah, it, he's not like Benedict Cumberbatch fame or anything, but when he was cast in this movie, there were a lot of people talking, saying Andrew Scott's going to be in the new Bond movie. They aren't going to put him in a movie if it's not going to be a major role. And yes, we did see him fighting with M, and we you know, did see a shot of him staring very That's intensely. That's really Denby wouldn't fight for once. Yeah, <laughs> if Denby had fought back... <laughs> Fucking Denby. <laughs> I think they just uh, bring Andrew Scott in to launch a new spin-off film called Denby. <laughs> Denby 07. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously we've been there, done that. This is the opening of Quantum, I think. It's, it's okay, well, there's going to be somebody in the background who turns out they're in your organization. Uh, I don't know if it was a good idea to spoil that in the trailer would people have fallen for it for him to just be some random government agent? Maybe it's a better idea to see him in action, but you never know. They could still pull a surprise out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so I was waiting for Noah to say something. Then be a specter. It's like, come um, I just want a couple of things. Where's Denby Quantum? Denby, well... Is he going to be Denby really Kirby in the movie and that leads Vaughn to white? Is Denby part of the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> is Denby, Denby is Felix. Denby Lighter. <laughs> um, a couple of things. I, I love the shot of the helicopter that, like, does a flip. That, like... Oh, that's... Oh. 
like that is my favorite shot in the trailer. Helicopter. <laughs> Helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, Bond in white tuxedo on a train. Is he on a train? Is that very from Russia with love? Yeah. When we see, um, see her coming down, Leia coming down in that dress. Yeah, that's a total from Russia with love throwback there, I think. Noah? Oh, he's... Oh, okay, never mind. Noah's <laughs> gone for but Yeah, I'll agree with you, Ben. That, Thank you, Colin. Uh, again, I didn't catch... Again, I was first thing in the morning when I was watching the trailer, so some things kind of went by me. It was very fast. The second time I watched it, I immediately picked up, okay, he's on a train, and there were a couple of shots on the train. So, uh, again, another intentional thing, trying to tie this into the classic movies. Um, I don't know how big of a scene it's going to end up being, but... Uh, it was a nice little throwback they put in there. Will she get drugged and like taken back to the room? And <laughs> he has. Will they comment on how fit Gendy is? Can we also? I just want to say before that moment in the trailer, there was another really cool moment which you kind of have to watch very quickly to get the, the one where there's two henchmen or whatever assassins. They have their guns right on Monica Bellucci's back, and then. Mm. Yep. You know, she kind of blinks, and you see what looks like them getting hit, for, like, at the same time. Like, that, again, was a really cool shot. We we, we really get a, not much of Monica in this trailer, do we? Like, we, no. we we get a lot of Leia, but not a lot of Monica. But, um, you yeah, know, that, that was one of the ones that stood out straight away, I think, for me. But I, the one that sort of, we're just before we get um, Blofeld or whatever, whatever is, you know, Oberhauser, Christoph Waltz, um, in his little button-up, neck and we get the shot it looks like they've got like a stick or something and they're taking somebody out is it are they whacking bond down is it i don't know if it's because we see it from behind and we kind of was it mr hanks i i'm not sure i'm just kind of trying to flick it over here now uh this is great for people uh listening that they can't this is interactive everybody freeze frame along with us it is at (laughs) what what time stamp but two two ten in the trailer um it only is literally like a half a second scene and there's i think it's it actually looks like um, uh, 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 um, what's his name? I've gone blank. Um, uh, Demby, <laughs> thank you, Ben. Demby, Demby, Demby. <laughs> it looks like Dem- yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, Demby like whacking someone down. There are basically three scenes that you can pick out of this that has Oberhauser in it. There's the boardroom scene, there's a funeral scene, and there's another scene where he's in some type of bunker and there's screens everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then it looks like one of his henchmen or something is whacking Bond maybe in the knee with a club. And there's going all Tonya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan on it. Um, and there's, there's, yeah. there's a guy, a henchman in the background has got a gun. I've just freeze framed it. He's got a gun pointing at him. And there's a bunch of people just staring at this, like creepily watching him. <laughs> Well, that's another one of the things that makes this trailer so good. You know, you have this fight going on and people are just standing there watching. Like, it honestly plays out like nightmares for me where it was just something really creepy is going on and everybody's staring and it's like, what are they looking for? Why are they looking at me? <laughs> they're, they're all the guys from, uh, from Russia with love at the start coming out of the training, just like zombies, like, oh, we're going yeah, to Yeah, we'll watch. see some flamethrowers in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you know, brass knuckles punching somebody in the stomach. Um, Couldn't we have had one shot where in the background as the club is, you know, a bit introduced, you have uh, 
Oberhauser there, you have maybe Denby clubbing Bond with a knee, and in the background, you have Red Grant getting a massage. <laughs> like, that would have been a woman in a bikini, just, you know, <laughs> just doing it there. I love the fact that when he's getting whacked in the knee, though, you've got Oberhauser just, like, looking away, and he's looks like he's holding an iPad or something, you know, he's like, he's playing Angry Birds or something like that. But um, <laughs> it's the decoding device. It's the newest. <laughs> it is from Russia, from Russia with love. But um, it must be Bond because then after the scene where we see him in his little button-up thing, then the next shot is Bond down on his knees looking up at him. So obviously, and you see someone in the background there have got the metal pole. So clearly yeah. Bond's getting smacked down to the knee. I love right at the end... Um, the whole, the section where they're hanging out of the car, I was in a boat actually, I think, and he shoots and then it goes straight to the Spectre logo. And then it, mm-hmm. you see the, the gun, it is a boat. I'm just looking at it here, it's on a boat. He's on a boat. Um, but yeah, I just... Is I, that a throwback to the world is not, not enough? Of course, why wouldn't it be? Um, you just got to... Unless it's a hovercraft in that case, is it a throwback to Moonraker? Oh, uh, you nearly got me excited there, Colin. I think you're going to say another hovercraft. <laughs> I was... Holding back, there are better references to hovercrafts than Diana the Day. No, never. There's landmines involved and Korea and a bell. Um, but... A bell? <laughs> <laughs> Again, most people, when they talk about James Bond, they're like, there's the villains, the gadgets, the Bond girls. We're like, snow! <laughs> With us, it's like, they're talking about Diana the other day. Maybe there'll be lasers, there'll be ice palaces. Ben... There's a bell! <laughs> that is easily the best bell I have ever seen in a James Bond movie. I'm going to go on record here and say, in the history of Bond films, <laughs> I will give Diana Day one thing. The best use of a bell in the history of Bond <laughs> movies was in Die Another Day. <laughs> the only use of a bell in a James Bond <laughs> And then we get the famous line, Saved by the Bell. But we're still a few <laughs> movies away. <laughs> oh, can't we just skip forward to it now? Get it over uh, and done with. Um, and then, yeah, we get the, the shot, the, the, the spreading of the, the bullet uh, through, is it glass or is it ice? Of course it's ice, it's dying of the day. Um, <laughs> and then the quick little 007 logo, just to remind you. I love how they actually have to put the 007 logo on there. Because I guess for people who have no idea what Spectre is, they go, what the fuck, Spectre? Oh, 007, oh, it's a James Bond movie. Well, as if they're not going to notice at this point if Daniel Craig is in a tuxedo, <laughs> yes. it's probably that role. Has he actually... He, how many movies has he done... Since he's been James Bond that aren't James Bond. He did The Girl with the Pearl Cowboys Earring. Cowboys and Aliens? Girl, yeah, and The Girl with the Pearl Earring, Cowboys. didn't he? No, oh, well, the no, girl with The Girl with the Dragon, dragon Tattoo. Tattoo. Oh, well, whatever. Which, everyone else has Russian accents, but Daniel Craig, no, British accent. I'm not going to do my stupid Russian accent. They should have uh, just got he did. the Vladimir Putin in, because they look the same. He's in Tintin. He did Tintin, yeah. Uh, the Invasion with Nicole Kidman, ah, which was yes. better than... The Golden Compass, Defiance, oh. which was a good movie. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Golden Compass. God, wasn't that a bomb? <laughs> oh, I just went for the trailer of and, <laughs> and who can forget and Renaissance? <laughs> I want to uh, uh, draw another comparison here. It looks like Daniel Craig's first television credit was Sharp's Eagles starring 006 Sean Bean. Oh, Wow. <laughs> So, um, is this like sorry. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? It's Six Degrees of Daniel Craig, like in every James Bond actor? I kind of... Uh, well, and, got... you, 
He also yeah. appeared in Palestine, October 1917, in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh. And Sean Connery was... I want, I want to find out what... Keep talking now. I'm going to find out what Daniel Craig's bacon number is. Oh, yeah. I, I just kind of... <laughs> I dropped out for a bit, but you just mentioned Daniel Craig in a tux, and I'm sure you've touched on this. But I one of the things I'm most excited about with this film because it's amazing. Um, well, we, we mentioned it, yeah, and we were sort of saying in regards to them being on the train as well from Russia with uh, Love. From Russia with Love, yeah. yeah. It's been the, since the 80s since we've had Bond in a white tux, so so glad they brought it back. They get a lot you of stains. Never go wrong with white a lot tux. of stains, so they had to wash it. Oh, I never wear white. <laughs> Racist. Why didn't Mr. White have a white tux? <laughs> you, that would have. you got to be confusing. <laughs> is Battle well, going to wear like your Juan outfit from yeah, you know, well, we're, we're kind of glad that at least wore something didn't just go for the no no clothes Try, this is, there's a lot of Daniel Craig's <laughs> there are a lot of Daniel Craig's apparently uh, Daniel Craig has a bacon number of two uh, he was in a movie Flashbacks of a Fool 2008 with Eve and Eve was in a movie The Woodsman with Kevin Bacon Ah, mm. the woodsman. Exactly. What a what a great movie that was. Um, to be perfectly honest, like okay, before well, I'll move on to that in a second. Noah, if you just want a, a couple other things, we talked about uh, the boat that we see at the end. Maybe uh, World is Not Enough or Moonraker. Uh, yeah, and I went up. the helicopter flip. <laughs> that was amazing. That was yeah. that was brilliant. And well, then Monica always being taken out. The assassins being taken out? When when the guns are on uh, Bellucci from behind, and then all of a sudden you see oh, what yeah. looks like them getting shot simultaneously. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> Good insight from <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was interesting. I was, I was watching that, and I didn't actually pick it up the first few times. And then when I saw it, I'm like, what is happening here? Did you guys come to any conclusions? Uh, somebody else is taking out her assassins. I think that's the uh, uh, Christmas present spidey sense coming through there. <laughs> Fuck your uh, good, Colin. Thing, this is a blink yeah. and you miss it, and I'm sorry if you guys touched on it. Uh, Hinks has a double-barreled pistol. Oh. Like, that has to be one of the best henchman weapons ever a double barrel freaking pistol Where, whereabouts in the trailer are we we picking that up on uh snow it's quite early um it, it yeah during the snow scenes i think right. it's him shooting from out inside the helicopter um i have to go rewatch it to be sure but you have to pause it there's no way you'd pick it up if you just watched it um so yeah that's awesome double barrel pistol Double. Oh, yeah, okay. See it right now. At 103 in the trailer. He's hanging out the car. Double barrel pistol. Yep. Good pickup. Um, yeah. Um, it, it's amazing. Double barrel pistol. But yeah, I'm I see really... that now. I think it's interesting. <laughs> 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 well, I like it much more than the lightsaber with the handle. Double off seven provided oh. you in depth analysis of James Bond. I find it interesting. <laughs> I'm just hoping the climax of this film is. Bond in that barrel-rolling helicopter dropping Fofeld into a chimney stuff. I hope he jumps yeah. out of it like a like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator, like a missile. Oh, so you did see No, that, I didn't. I saw the trailer. 
You went, yeah. Uh, you went to um, Waterboy Three. This university to see them. The, yeah, but Mr. Bond, Mr. Bond. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. I'll buy you a delicatessen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you a pussy. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, yeah. we've covered a lot. I think uh, I think we're slowly all dying right now in terms of what we're actually saying. Um, you know what's sad is that we, we have spent more time talking about this two-and-a-half-minute trailer than the entire running time of the movie is likely to end up being. <laughs> and people say we don't have a life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who says that? I'll kill them. Uh, I'm very disappointed to say, too, that no actor who has played James Bond has a Kevin Bacon number less than two. So no James Bond actor has ever been in a movie with Kevin Bacon. I'm Not sorry. even Nicky Vanderzel. Well, actually, <laughs> was the voice of Kevin Bacon in the air up there. Uh, Denby, <laughs> voiced by Nicky Vanderson. Uh, well, I already did search the actual actors who would play James Bond. Uh, so. Nicky Vanderson, voicing Leia Seydoux in the Blue Lesbian Room. Oh. The Blue Lesbian Room. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Blue is the warmest colour, but I like the name yeah. Blue Lesbian Room better. <laughs> that yeah, would probably sell more. <laughs> oh, Nikki Vanderzeel has a has a Baker number of two. She was in Krakatoa, <laughs> east of Java, nineteen sixty eight, with Maximilian Shell, who was in Telling Lies in America with Kevin Bacon. Nikki Vanderzeel voicing Krakatoa the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I am a volcano. <laughs> Oh, God. I think it's time to wrap this episode <laughs> Do we want to talk about the potential theme music that's going to be coming out, or do you want to save that? No, I think no, we should do a feature of it featuring his impersonations of Bob Dylan. Uh, <laughs> Bob Dylan doing the hits of James Bond. <laughs> Bob Dylan does the hits of... All right. Yes, he is for special. <laughs> he is for executive. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Well, the, the current favourite is Ely Goulding, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I don't think it's Ely. Eli. I've never Eli. heard Ely. Oh, fucking potato, potato. Ellie, whatever. <laughs> I don't think Eli. it's even potato, potato. I don't think anyone says Ely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, surely there are betting odds here somewhere. Oh, there's a Billboard.com five artists who should sing the Spectre theme song. Is Chris Elba on it? Nicky Vanderzeel is. I'm a bad person for this discussion because I don't really know any popular people. So I've never heard of Ellie Goulding in my entire life. Well, she she sang the recent main song for Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, love me like you do, love me, yeah, whatever. Um, One, no, two, light a grey, three, light a light a grey. The, okay, so Billboard here, they've got their list as Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I could see that. She's, you, I don't know if you, uh, Colin, you would have heard of Lana Del Rey, would you? Yeah, sure, I don't know. Okay, um, Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine. Fuck off, I hate them. Um, <laughs> I just scared them. Sam Smith, nah. Lady Gaga. Oh, Ooh, okay. <laughs> oh, would be the Madonna. <laughs> oh, 
Well, it says here, the great thing to giving about giving Gaga free reign over a Bond song is that you wouldn't know what to expect. While you can imagine her delivering a full-throated torch song, she could also deliver an ominous dance pop track like Madonna and Duran Duran <laughs> before her. Also, Spectre should already be the name of a Gaga song, right? Okay. And Mary J. Blige. God, we'd have an urban Bond theme. Is that Mary? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay, so this is another list of front runners. This is according to a, a British, this is the BBC, so this is probably a bit more credible. Uh, the front runners, Sam Smith, who is pretty shit. He denied it. Oh, did he? Week. Okay. He flat out said he's not. Well, that's what uh, Christoph Eli, Gou- Eli, whatever, yeah. Ellie Goulding, whatever. <laughs> Eli Goulding. Oh, fucking Adele again. <laughs> Lana Del Rey. Oh, my God. Kanye West. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, actually, that would be kind he of cool. the theme song, Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> Did he? Oh, right, okay. Um, oh, God, if Taylor Swift does it, I'm shooting myself with a double-barreled gun. Um, Shirley Bassey. <laughs> See, why wouldn't they do that? I'd be okay with Adele coming back again. Because, again, we had Bassey doing three Bond themes and almost doing four. So I would be okay with getting Adele. A few years ago, Adele doing back-to-back was the the rage in 2013. It's like, Daniel Craig wants Adele to do it again. And I know you hate Adele, Ben, and I don't really have an opinion on her either way. It's just that's her. (laughs) <laughs> but I think she did a wonderful job. I like so the song. I, I wouldn't it's a be great against song, her. and I do this is the only Adele song that I think I can tolerate. Um, but yeah, like uh, no, no but to Adele again. <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's between Adele and Ely Goulding. <laughs> so are you picking? But we'll probably but get some of the left Ely. left field will come out, like well, you know, fucking Selena Gomez or someone will do thing, it. This film. I wouldn't say it has a gritty feel to it, but I feel like, I keep saying feel, I, I feel like this could use a more rocky kind of, uh, you know my name. Oh, I thought you were doing another way to die. No, no. no I'm not Mary. <laughs> just when you think she's going to do something good. <laughs> she has um, another I know, way to yeah, die. Craig's had two kind of electric guitar ones and Skyfall was a bit of a breather, but this feels like it should have something gritty, not like a pop princess. Conchita Verst should do the fucking <laughs> Bond theme, everybody. Her, her yeah. Eurovision winning song from last year had a Bond feel about it, so why can't they just change mm. the lyrics to it? Yeah. Rise like a spectre. And I would just buy the boggy. <laughs> Yay, Colin's making a Eurovision reference. No <laughs> oh, boggy, boggy um, boo, boggy boo. Yeah, should take the whole film up. Just doing it. <laughs> I wouldn't be against Adele, but we have it takes so long between films, like four years for Skyfall, three years for this one. Like you want to mix it up. But I think that the thing is, like, I think gone are the days with the Bond film where you you get 
one of the most popular singers. I mean, okay, Adele was huge at the time they got her, but, I mean, Jack White and Alicia Keys weren't exactly top of the charts when they got them, and fucking Chris Cornell, I mean, what was his sound garden, wasn't that his Oop. band? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, he really was only known for people who liked them. I'd never heard of him before he did that. Um, well, he also had Audio Slave, which was like the Rage Against the Machine too. so he had true. two big bands. But, I mean, like, I mean... You know, I'm going to defend Madonna. I love Madonna. But, I mean, Madonna wasn't exactly number one pop star, you know. I mean, she'd had a good run up until then. And she still has a good run. But She was number 10 then. And then after Die Another Day came out, she was at least number 60. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting that sometimes how the route they go. Like, do they go for the big pop star that will automatically sell? Do they go for someone who's up and coming who this will, you know, make their career, you know? Or do they go for a completely unknown person who will just sing a decent song and fade into obscurity for the rest of their lives? I think after the success of Adele, like, wasn't it the highest-selling Bond song in the most successful ever? Oh, well, it's the only one to win an Oscar. award-winning. Yeah, um... After the success of that, I think they're going to want to go for someone huge, um, and that's not a go at Adele's looks. Um, <laughs> I mean, someone who is very popular after the success of that. But I hope for someone a bit less obvious. It's going to end up being Nicki Minaj doing Spectre. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, Anaconda, Spectre. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck you, Mariah Carey. Be, well, what about can we imagine the video if she does the Spectre theme? <laughs> my Spectre don't. My band, Spectre don't. Uh, would have been was, garbage. Yeah, there was none. Uh, so, yeah, what about, is there any good bands? Um, Thadiesa? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, look, I mean, you too? We need <laughs> you to do your own, you like, put, put your hat in the ring. <laughs> what about you no, too? You too would be, you know. Well... Yeah, they would just do it Bono anyway wrote without Golden people's Eye. permission. Bono wrote Golden well, they, Eye. So. They were Golden Eye. They you two did the. They, they wrote it. They just yeah. didn't have time to record it. So. <laughs> Bono too. We busy. had our U two song. Too busy out there. Uh, Coldplay. No. no. I see no. Spectre rise. I almost threw up in my mouth. Coldplay would be said that. <laughs> One Direction. Suggesting radio Girl, I love you, Spectre. You are the one would just for once get Daniel Craig doing the bomb <laughs> yeah. underneath the main why road. that would be such an epic <laughs> thing to have like Daniel, they're going oh fuck who do we get Daniel Craig just like I'll and do it like Sheena Easton where he's in the intro <laughs> yeah in an evening gown Daniel Craig <laughs> blowing his hair I'm Daniel Craig and this is Spectre watch me Inspector. Yeah. I'll kill bad guys the thing with these like popular people a lot of these people won't be popular in three years so like <laughs> Chris Cornell well, hello like when you look back at Bond themes you know the majority of them don't necessarily I don't think they always get these artists with longevity that most of them don't really stand the test of time like where is aha now you know they're, <laughs> they're not even remembered for their Bond I... theme <laughs> take me out <laughs> Take Spectre with me. Doctor No. <laughs> yeah, let's have a Paul McCartney. Yes, yes. Now they just get Ringo Starr to come out and do it now. <laughs> like, I'm doing 
Oh, I was trying to do a Ringo. I don't think I can do a Ringo. <laughs> Ringo go, hello, I'm Ringo. No, I can't fuck uh, <laughs> No, I can't do Ringo. What style. about Elton what John? David Bowie for a Bond I'm actually theme. surprised Bowie has oh, never done Oh, how good would yeah. that be? He's like ultimate British icon. Ground like. control to Spectre. <laughs> James Bond to M's office. <laughs> I just got Ringo's ring. We all live in an yeah. underground lair. <laughs> <laughs> underground lair. <laughs> That's what Spectre's theme song. Uh. But, yeah, I'm surprised that Bowie has never done one because he would be great. He should have done like the man with the gold. <laughs> the man with the golden gun. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, know this band from the 90s. They're called Pulp. Uh, um, they had a song called This Is This Is Hardcore. And if anybody wants to hear what was probably the greatest audition ever for a Bond theme that never happened, listen to Pulp's song This Is Hardcore. I've We're talking about um, bands from the 90s. Why can't we just have um, for the Spectre theme Talking about Bond. I get knocked down! But I get up again! Jumbawamba! They haven't had any work since 1997. I'm sure they'd be happy to do it. Give them the aha treat. I, I'd, I'd take Eiffel 65. Yo, listen up here, Respecter. But yeah, um, you mentioned Elton. I'm surprised Elton's them. He wouldn't be too bad, actually. Goodbye, James Bond. <laughs> You were so good in Skyfall, but now here's another mission for you to take on the road. I watched Leia in the lesbian blue, <laughs> and it wasn't <laughs> my cup of tea. <laughs> blue is the lesbian room, is that what you <laughs> Is that like a play on orange is the new play? Well, I... Yeah. Well... <laughs> Yeah, so, so the answer to this long-winded conversation is, we've got nothing. We have no idea. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> well, like, we're not the guys to ask. Well, like, in all seriousness, it wouldn't surprise me if one time they full-on get, like, a rap artist to do a Bond bond theme, like, just, you know, ra- you know a hip-hop Bond, like, uh, Spectre, motherfucker! Uh. I do remember how odd it was to think of Chris Cornell doing a Bond theme years ago. I actually quite like the theme, though. As much as I knock it, I do like You Know My Name. I think yeah, well, going to get um, Ingle Dink Humper. You'll be on it, because he keeps coming back from the grave for everything. <laughs> well, what about some great Canadians, Colin? What about Neil Young, Brian Adams? <laughs> Neil Young. Uh, Neil Young's version. Well, there'll be a bad coming oh. for you. <laughs> Gonna get you tonight. Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for Spectre. Alanis yeah. Morissette. <laughs> I would love a Neil Young. That would be awesome. Celine Dion. Justin Bieber. Yankovic. Yeah, I feel like the lesbian. Nickelback. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Nickelback doing the Spectre thing. <laughs> Spectre! <laughs> Nickelback or Coldplay. <laughs> I want Justin Weird Al. Canadian, so you never know. There's a shot. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe it would be an instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Couldn't find anyone. Here is John Williams doing the James Bond thing. <laughs> it will be Monty Norman's Indian James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> It'll start off with I'm just going to go back to the Dr. No tribute And have the drums Three blind mice Money penny Spectre's here yet again 
Yeah. All right. Well, so we don't know. If you're listening to this, uh, let us know who you think will sing the uh, James Bond. Who are we kidding? By the time this actually gets to yeah. air, they're already going to announce it. This entiare conversation is just going to be pointless. We, we, Damn you, Kiwis. We will know the singer of the next James Bond theme in 2018. Uh, we will know that Idris Elba is not the next James Bond by the time this is done. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, 007 at hotmail.com, uh, Facebook, we're there, Twitter. Um, yeah, please follow us, like us. We've got like three likes and two followers, so... Yep, and George Lazenby, if you're listening to us, make sure you follow us, even though I don't think he actually has Twitter or Facebook, which is a shame, because he should. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, will be back. We're doing uh, Goldfinger next, in terms of the canon of the 007 franchise, uh, if you're listening to these in order. We've had a bit of a break in between uh, From Russia With Love and Goldfinger. So I will be looking forward to that. And one thing I... <laughs> Just me and my fantastically, uh, amazingly dirty mind um, that I will end on from a line from the trailer. It was me, James. Its name is Spectre. Special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, extortion. The four great cornerstones of power headed by the greatest brains in the world. I'm a member of Spectre. Spectre? 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 Spectre. 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 Correction. Spectre. Yes, I thought I saw a spectre at your shoulder. Spectre. Ah, it's your spectre against mine, huh? Spectre. You are a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. He's everywhere. I thought there might even be a place for you with Spectre. Spectre, 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 Spectre. Of course, Spectre. The Spectre of Defeat. Welcome, James. It's been a long time. And finally... Here we are. What took you so long? Goodbye, Mr. Bond.